welcome, 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 welcome to the Boogie Podcast. We just today, we four average guys again with our special guest that we'll introduce here in just a minute. <laughs> I was just here to give talk to y'all a little bit of thing about sports. As usual, we're not from. Well, we gonna cut that part. We, <laughs> <laughs> what? What, what? What was that going? Oh, what was he going with that? Oh no! <laughs> they go trying to uh, trying to freestyle. Hey, <laughs> hey! Look at here. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. We're uh, not from where? I want to hear the rest of it. We're not from where? <laughs> we we gonna talk about that later. We gonna talk about that later. But where we are, as always, we have. <laughs> D Almighty, the Wonder Mouse, Dorian Anthony Brown, coming from Richmond, Richmond, California. We got Antoine D O Z E coming, Williams coming from Florissant, Missouri. And today we got Brian Adam Cole. We call him B Cole. From the fluffy level. The what? <laughs> he know what I'm talking about. I do. No, you hear that? Say it again. You gotta put it on the air. Say it again. <laughs> the fluffy lover. The fluffy lover. All right. We're gonna call him fluffy. My, oh, my little brother that's bigger than all three of us. <laughs> B Cole coming in from Minneapolis and Twin Cities, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have me, Rod D, coming to you from as always from the Detroit, Michigan. And to answer the first question, dudes, it ain't about where we at, it's about where we from. <laughs> Because we all from the boogie. I got it right that time. He said, we're not, we're not from where? We're not, the, we're not we're from, from where? We're about, we're about, hey, there's, a, there's a, a wonderful thing called editing that we're going to use to correct all the errors. True that. It's hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, I tell you. Look at here. Look at here. Bro, it's a long day. I'm tired, but I can't get it. As, as Jalen said, I got to get the people what they want. Oh Lord, don't get us sued. <laughs> I'm gonna put a hashtag to Jalen Rose too. Right. Right. Anyway. We'll be there, Jalen. We'll be there. We'll be there in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, bro. In a couple of weeks. As always, we're gonna start this with our recap from uh the Wonder Mouse. Doran, tell us what we talked about last week. All right. So uh last week uh in the NBA, we talked about the summer league, we talked about the in-season tourney. Um we talked about some NBA trades as always. We talked about, you know, Jalen Green, the Plukin video. Um, we talked about uh, Wimbledon, Coco Golf losing in the first round, uh, the, the great tournament that Christopher Eubanks had, even though he ended up losing. Um, we talked about the coming of the WNBA All-Star game. We'll get that. Um, we'll talk about that again today. We talked about, we gave a big uh, RIP um, to Nikki McCray Pinson. And uh, sending in thoughts and prayers to our family. Um, we had talked a little bit about the the PGA with the the live PGA merger of, of whether or not it was an actual merger or not. Um, a little bit of NFL news. It wasn't really too much going on. And some stuff happening today that we'll get into. Um, we talked about the uh, the baseball. We talked about the All Star Game, the Home Run Derby, uh, the Skills Competition, um, De La Cruz, my Reds. Even though we've been losing lately. Um, <laughs> We talked about the NCA, the coaching troubles that are happening in the NCA. Now it's it didn't the heat has really gotten turned up. 
um, with what's happening in, in Northwestern, but we talked about Pat Fitzgerald and what's happening uh, at uh, uh, Northwestern with the hazing, Bob Huggins rescinding his resignation and blaming it on his wife. Uh, we, we said we're going to do like T-Pain. We're going to blame it on the alcohol. Blame it, um, on his, blame it on his woman. Blame it on the boogie. <laughs> right. And we and, and, and really even more baseball we got into, I thought what was important, we talked about this revisionist history with Ken Griffey and the backwards hat. Uh, and we talked about Whitey Ball being back in uh, in baseball. Racism. Right. And how we going to get people who don't know better going to say we racist because we calling it Whitey Ball. <laughs> And that was it. That was what we talked about last week. Yeah, we had fun last week. We had fun last week. We're going to try to pull it, uh, to move that on. And this week also, I have just as much fun. But for all of you that are just joining us, all you that are uh, have been with us since the beginning, please don't forget to hit that like button, that subscribe button. And what's the other one? Is this 22? 22? No, this 21. This Dion right here, bro. This Dion. 21st episode. We had two we dimes prime. and a penny. We prime. Two dimes and a penny. We prime now. Coach Prime. But uh, again, hit that, that like button, the subscribe button. If you want to uh, send us an email, there's our email, boogieblaming at gmail.com. If you just want to go and check out uh, previous episodes, all of our episodes are on biotvpodcast.com. Uh, they're also on Spotify, YouTube, and pretty much anywhere where you can find your, your podcast. But come holler at us. Drop us an email. If it's something that you want to talk, want us to talk about, we'll gladly talk about it if it makes sense. Right. As long as it ain't stupid. As long as it ain't That's stupid. Because right. I don't care what y'all say. There is such a thing as a stupid question. <laughs> You're a professor. Yes, it is. D get them every day. All the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to start this, this week off with uh, one of my favorite Athletes, we're gonna call this brother a straight up athlete. He proved it this week how athletic he is. But Sir Stephen, oh, I'm sorry, Wardell Stephen Curry. <laughs> what we gonna call him, Steph? Steph is a great three point shooter, a great basketball player, one of the best point guards in the history of the NBA. But this past week, he showed how athletic he is, and that's by winning the American Century Celebrity Golf Tournament. And in that tournament, D, tell me what the brother did. Well, first of all, he won. That's number one. Number one. But he had a hole in one. Woo! Because these are these are just one the celebrity terms like this is just one day. Mm-hmm. So he had a hole in one. Mm-hmm. And then you well, you said he eagled. I thought it was a birdie, but. Eagle, Eagle with, a, with a walk-off putt, and then he walked off. So, man, this this cat is just and, and he almost now. If he'd have hit this, did you see the one he threw the shot ball backwards? They had a they oh, had yeah. a basketball roll out there, and the women had him the basketball. He did this and almost made that shot. Now, if he'd have made that, I'd have said, I don't know, I'd have like this dude is just beyond blessed. <laughs> if he'd have made that, what what can I as you know, as a as a very, very amateur, terrible golfer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The fact that this cat is able to hoop the way he does, but then play golf like this, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. 
I, I really don't, man. He's incredible. Dude, dude, what John, John is dude's dead. Dude, what did John say about Steph? Uh, my father said a long time ago, we were watching a playoff game when he he made a uh, three-point three-pointer to win the game. And he said, God likes Steph more than he likes everybody else. <laughs> and, <it's laughs> and that's true. the first thing I thought about when I saw that this weekend. I'm like, God really it's likes true. this guy because there ain't no way in the world he makes the shots and does the things that he does. And but you know what? What what I will have to say is that uh Steph, even though he's blessed with a lot of talent, that brother he practices his craft both in basketball oh, yeah. and in golf often. Uh that's the only way he, he can do what he does. <laughs> that's the only way you can do what he does, which allows him to be <laughs> as blessed as he is. Because man, to, to to hit a hole in one. A hole in one, man. Not well. Not only hit a hole in one, but to do it on national TV, where all these people see you hit this hole in one. Place, that's just great. In, in tournament, in a tournament play, in competition. Yeah. So on on eighteen D, he went in. They were tied. He got on in two. Right. He had like a. I think it was like a twelve or fourteen foot putt for eagle. I mean, perfect line, smacked it, and like you said, he before it even hit the cup, like he do on the basketball court, he running down the down the uh, <laughs> the hole, celebrating, jumping up and down because he knew he had done something great. The brother's just good. Brother's just good. What said you, Adam? I mean, I haven't seen anything like this before. You know, <laughs> at least from a am- amateur player, if you will. You know, it's been. You just you can't make that up. You just you just gotta let it happen. <laughs> that's that's one of those uh made for TV type movies, man. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this hole in one, and then I'm gonna eagle on 18 to win the tournament. Come right. on, man. And then then I'm gonna go hit a, then I'm gonna go hit a three pointer to win the game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Most that's, like that's PGA it. folks can't do that. You know, he's just right. an amateur and he did it flawlessly. That putt was amazing. Um, right. He had something on, I think the, I want to say it was the 14th or 15th. He had this impossible shot around the tree. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> so hold up. Dorian sent me this video earlier. Uh <laughs> was teeing off. He teed off, hit the ball. It was low. It hit the uh, the the tees in front of him and it, bounced backwards. <laughs> right. And then it hit the other one. And then <laughs> That's what I would be doing. That's what I would be doing, especially all these eyes on me. That's what junk I would be doing. <laughs> but uh, you know, for him to come through in the clutch, man, it just shows you how again, Steph Curry, great basketball player. More than that, he's a great athlete. He's well, a great and, athlete. And a great person. Um, he does a lot here uh in the Bay Area for the community. And a lot of that he does over in Oakland. So, you mm-hmm. know, he's doing he's doing it with the people, right? You know, brother. that kind of thing, you know, right. You know, uh, so, you know, he's he's one of them kind of guys that he is beloved over in the Bay period, obviously. But he's really beloved over here in Oakland, as I was saying before, my wife, Tara, um, Adam, Adam's sister. Um, she uh, <laughs> was she the work, some of the work that she's done, she did with the Steph and Aisha Curry Foundation. And they do a lot over here in Oakland, man. So, you know, he's he's the bomb on the court, on the course and in the community, the three C's. Now I sound like a, he's the three C man. Give my uh my nod to Dick Vitale. Diggy V. Diggy v. Diggy v. Hey, still still shout out to Diggy V. Still sitting prayer. Yep. Um, he's fighting. He's fighting Dick. But uh, one of the things we well since we're talking about Steph, 
one of the things that I most admire about Steph is that when um, he first got into the league, he had all these injuries, the same injury with that ankle. He just could not could not get right. And not only was Golden State thinking about not signing him for his second contract, but his shoe company didn't want to sign him either. So Steph <laughs> stepped out on faith and uh, bet on himself and picked a shoe company. Can y'all see that? Can y'all see that? <laughs> Shameless plug there. <laughs> right. He picked, he picked a shoe company that was still in their relative uh, infancy. Wasn't a lot, of, a lot of basketball players walking around in Under Armour. Steph uh, went with Under Armour, got a great contract where he got percentages of everything, and now he has one of the richest contracts uh, as far as um, uh, athletic wear there is. Better than LeBron. The only one that he rivals is Jordan and uh, Kobe. <laughs> but other than that, Steph is the man. Steph is the man. So because of that, man, I, I have much respect for the brother. Plus, I mean, you know, he on the on – the, well, he's still 6'3", but we still going to say he's short. <laughs> we, we still going to say he's short. <laughs> he's one of the better, better short guys. No, he ain't. Because that would be like saying Adam is short. Adam's 6'4". Yes, that is true. I am not short. I hate hate when people say that. No, he's not short. Well, he looks short. (laughs) Keep in mind, they said my son is 6'5", 298, and he's too short to play tackle. (laughs) Hey. Hey. But anyway, shout out to Steph. Uh, Keep it going. Can't wait to the next season. Uh, you should have been a Nick, but we'll get to that later. That, that's another podcast. That's Help another CP podcast. win, Steph. Help CP win one. <laughs> Man. All right, D. Also this past week, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week um, with the Wimbledon, but the champions were crowned um, this past weekend. And there was actually somewhat of a surprise. I don't. Well, you know what? I don't know if, it was, if you would consider that a surprise because he was actually still ranked number three. Um, or was it? What was he three or one? Who Alcaraz? Alcaraz. Alcaraz. I think he was one. He's one. Um, yeah. Which you know, the only reason I, I'm com- com- confused is because Joker Djokovic is usually always number one. He always wins. But tell us what Joker, happened. Joker was uh, Joker was the two seed. He was two, and Alcaraz is one. Yeah. Uh, Alcaraz, twenty-one year old. I think Alcaraz was was was. No, I know. Um, no, I think somebody else was one. I think I think you're right. I think Alcaraz may have been three. Whatever the case, the brother 21. Yeah. <laughs> he's 21. <laughs> and uh, actually won Wimbledon. Uh, was it four sets or five sets? Five. Five sets. Talk to us about that, Doran. Yeah. Well, I think the the important thing about this, I knew Alcaraz was good. You know, um, the turn the last tournament I watched him win, I said, "Oh yeah, this 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 young dude is he he, he a bad man." Um, but Joker had won. First of all, he had won what five in a row mm-hmm. Wimbledon's. Um, he had won forty five straight matches on center court, and Alcaraz came in. Well, he had to come back. It was a comeback win. Mm-hmm. But he had to come back, come back and beat him. And you know, we we had that discussion before about whether you know Djokovic was uh, was the you know best player ever, whether or not mm-hmm. he was the goat. 
So the fact that he was able to come back on him and beat him just shows you how good this kid is and is going, you know, going to continue um, to be. But the fact that, you know, Joker, basically, this is this is his court. He's won eight Wimbledons, five in a row, and uh, he came in and, and took it from him. You know, so what, 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 can, what can you say? Maybe maybe we're starting to see a change. You know, you know, uh, no Americans in the final. Uh, no Americans really any, anywhere. You know, now that Serena's gone, all we, you know, Coco Golf lost early. We saw Madison Keys make it to the quarterfinals. Um, my man Eubanks made it to the quarterfinals or whatever. But there are really no up and you don't really hear about too many, you know, up and coming uh, American um, tennis players right now. So. You know, we used to it is really weird, honestly, watching tournaments without Serena. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is really weird. Uh, you know, last week we told y'all um, about my miraculous uh, tennis career. Oh, um, God. <laughs> we have to hear about this again. So, um, you know, the when, game uh, nobody saw. It was <laughs> again just 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 for you know for for uh, the purpose of our audience. It was the greatest tennis match in the history of tennis. Um, but since I retired, um, there's not a lot of male <laughs> Americans that uh, are doing well in tennis, and and, and there needs to. Um, I don't think I don't think we're putting as much emphasis on the the men's t- tennis uh, association. They need to make a comeback. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm trying to get out there with he thought he was gonna slide that in since I retired. Since <laughs> I retired, man. Um, a lot yeah, of was happy you retired. <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously, seriously. Include your feet. <laughs> seriously. Um, there's not I don't I don't know if we have as much emphasis on tennis as we used to do, as, as they used to. Um, when you had you know people like the the McEnroe's, uh Patrick and uh you, you had Pete Stampers. Yeah, Patrick and John McEnroe, Pete Sampras, um, uh, Andre Agassi. Nice, uh, right. At those, we dom- men, the American men dominated tennis at that time. Andy Roddick. Uh, I don't even know Roddick. Andy Roddick. And, uh, and uh, the redhead dude. What's the what was the redhead cat that was good uh, for a while? I know what you're talking about. I just I you know what I'm talking about. He was he was he was he was winning a he lot. He was always too, going man. up against uh, Nadal, and I'm trying to remember his name. Well, whatever his name is. The the yeah. point is, I'll look it up. We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of uh, uh, men tennis players. Well, American men tennis players that are actually ranked. D, why you why you search it? See who is the highest ranked uh, U.S. men tennis player. You, it, you might be going down the list quite some time before you actually find a, uh, an American. Jim that Courier. Player. That's his name. Jim Courier. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Okay, that's what I was thinking about. Okay. Um, Hurry up. Can you, can you have a dead space? Can you have a dead space? Mm-hmm. Well, we still could talk about tennis, highest ranked American male tennis player. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And the answer um, is? We got, uh, oh, Lord, uh, people I've never heard of, uh, John Eisner. Oh, um, not yet. Taylor Fritz, uh, Riley. Where does Eisner write? Where does Eisner write? It didn't say where they were. Where you write? Hold on. 
The reason I remember Eisner because he had uh, he was involved in the longest tennis match. Uh, okay, so right now, right now the men's singles rankings, they got Taylor Fritz at nine, Francis Tiafo at ten, uh, Tommy Paul at fourteen, Sebastian Quarter at twenty eight, Christopher Eubanks at thirty one. So that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at now. The men's tennis, the men's ATP rankings. Right so, so who is that? Who is the highest one? Uh, Taylor Fritz is uh, ranked nine, and uh, Francis Tiafo is ten. Um, ESPN is saying that he's uh, after the tournament they went down. There is no Americans until you get to to twenty third. Taylor Fritz got dropped down to twenty third, according to Dude. ESPN. Wow, Dude. that was that's quick because mm -hmm. I just looked up. Okay, man, I'm, I don't know how current they are. Yeah, where's so, where's um, uh, Christopher Eubanks? His second, his second round loss, um, because he lost some points, dropped him all the way down to twenty third. From what, from do you see tip, do you see Christopher Eubanks? Where does he rank? Uh, let me take a look. One second, Christopher Eubanks. He should have gone up after that uh, Wimbledon performance. Looks like thirty one. Yeah, 31? he went up thirty one. He was 40, 43? So yeah, he went up. So that that brings my point. We don't have we don't even have a top twenty yeah. U.S. men's tennis player. Flip yeah. that and uh, go to the women. I mean, Coco is Coco the highest one we have, highest woman we have right now. Uh, let's see, current women's tennis rankings. Uh, Coco Golf is they got her at seven. Okay. Okay. We don't, we don't just say she had a bad tournament. But usually the women lost in the first round. Madison Keys, they got a 16. Mm -hmm. And that's really that's really kind of it till you get down to like 39. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, no but you know, but the thing, but even women's Wimbledon is interesting because it's the first time that an unseated woman actually won Wimbledon. You know, Billie Jean King was actually unseated. The yeah. first time she went to Wimbledon and lost to Margaret Court. So, but an unseated woman had never won. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, the fact that you had the unseated woman that won uh, Wimbledon, Vondra well, Sova. Vondra Sova. That is, Vondra Sova beat, uh, what's her name? Jabour? Jabour. Jabour. Yeah. Jabour. Yeah. Um, as as D said, unseated and won and Wimbledon. Wimbledon. And she done moved. She moved up to ten. She moved up thirty-two spots. Marquita, Marquita Vondrusova moved up from forty-two to ten. And Hans Jabour uh, moved up from. Well, she's at she's at six. She did, she stayed the same at six. What so, is what I admire is that Naomi Osaka, even though she hasn't played in eighteen months, is still ranked in the top two hundred. <laughs> that girl, that's a bad girl. <laughs> Well, hopefully we'll see her return um, yeah. after the after the birth of her child, and hopefully she's you know got everything together you know mentally, and we can see her get back yeah. on the court. She was she was she was nice to, she was nice to watch out on the court as well. Naomi Osaka was really good, oh, or yeah. is really good. She got skills. Yeah. Um, she she could have been my partner also in those. Oh so, God! All right. So moving out of tennis, <laughs> we would wish that on her. Um, <laughs> I was about to say something, but I want to be, you know, right. kind to I mean, y'all gonna respect my tennis career, man. No <laughs> respect on my career. No, we're not. No, no, we're not. 
I'm gonna have to get to, hey, this is this is a call out for Tony Miller. Tony, I need you to come on this podcast so you can back me up about the greatest tennis <laughs> game in the history of tennis. He might have been <laughs> wishing it was just over. <laughs> He's wishing Wait, it was over you faster. Know. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all know that I'm gonna do a special podcast just so I can tell y'all exactly what happened with graphics and everything, and might even recreate it. <laughs> okay, so like what, cartoon? What, what, what surface were you playing at? <laughs> oh, you want to hear about it? Let me take you. I just want to know. Y'all saw him catch a Charlie horse just doing a podcast. What's the thing when he go out here and try to play some tennis? <laughs> I ain't saying I'm playing right now. So, so I'm gonna recreate a tennis match. Right. All I do right now, I get out the cart, I hit the ball, I get back in the cart. That's hey, about it. Hey, hey, D, this is a physically grueling uh, podcast. Exactly, exactly, man. Y'all, y'all have a brother running, pulling hamstrings. Y'all have a brother running. Chair. Y'all have a brother Turn around his chair too fast. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move away from tennis, and we're gonna get to our next top uh, topic of discussion, and that is. This uh, you said today, D. Was it today? Yeah, the tournament. Yeah, real quick, the women's World Cup um, started mm-hmm. today. For those who don't know, uh, the U.S. women are favored to win it all. Favored to win their third World Cup in a row, which would in be a, row. a first for men or women's World Cup. Um, but they play Vietnam in in their group. They play, but they play tomorrow. It's either tomorrow or this evening. I can't remember. But uh, the the two host countries have already uh, won their first matches. Uh, Australia won. New Zealand won their first matches. But like I said, the U.S. hasn't hasn't played yet, but they play Vietnam. So I'll be, I'll be watching. I'll certainly be watching. Oh, women! The women's tennis team is – well, our women's tennis team is just great. They're great. And, you know, usually – I, mean, I, I thought we were talking tennis. about soccer. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> just shut it up. Matter of fact, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. But where I you, you lucky? Did you I play against any women when you play right? <laughs> you lucky I can't find it. Hey, how about a little less questions and a little more? Shut the hell up, <laughs> Doran. Doran. Now let me. I, I told you. I told you. There's a thing called editing that will occur on <laughs> this thing right now. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about before Dorian so rudely interrupted me. Our women's our women's soccer team is just great. Right? Mm-hmm. They are fun to watch. <laughs> Unlike most soccer matches where, you know, you might get one, two goals if you're lucky, they'd be coming out with seven, eight goals. Just killing. Just killing. Which makes it so much more exciting when you see them scoring as many goals as they do, unlike our men. Um, but I do want to say one quick thing uh, to to all the idiots out there that think it's okay to just go to an event and just start randomly shooting at people. You know, we got we got we got to quit with that. We got to quit with that. It's unnecessary. Uh, prayers out to all those that are affected. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't affect this tournament, uh, that the World Cup can continue to go off um, without any further hitches. Um, but uh, I mean, that's a, you know, we ain't going to talk about politics, but societal issue. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, prayers to prayers to them. We always want to, you know, when a situation comes up, we'll mention it. 
We might not talk about it at that particular time, but we're gonna mention it. Just so y'all know that we thinking about it, <laughs> but we know we know what this is. This is a sports uh, podcast, and we want to try to keep it as, as much about sports as possible. Light but every right now and then, people just do stupid stuff that you just have have to you know you call out. Yeah, yeah, you just have to call them out, man. So anyway, um, that's about the the women's World Cup. We going quick tonight, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we, we, get to, we get it, man. I get to go to sleep tonight, <laughs> man, bro. We get to go to sleep early tonight, dudes. Um, all right. So also last week we were talking about the WNBA uh, All Star Game coming up. Well, now it just happened, and during the yeah. festivities, we had a record breaking um, uh, performance by. Uh, Sabrina Ayescu, uh, Ayescu, how are you say her name? Inescu. Inescu. Uh, <laughs> uh from the New York Liberty. Uh, go ahead, uh, Doran, talk to me about it. She she broke three point contest, broke the record, thirty seven points. And who record did she break? <laughs> Steph Curry's. Um, the, the game itself was a snoozer. After, uh, the first quarter was close. The, the end of the first quarter, it was 29-27, uh, Team Stewart. Um, but then after that, it just really went downhill. It just turned into a snoozer. And, and Team Stewart ended up Brittany Griner dunks early, and that was about it. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah. And she only had 13. The the thing I didn't like about the, the, the All-Star team, All-Star game, is they made the WNBA All Star Game just like the NBA All Star Game? Yeah, no difference. <laughs> and that's the again one of the things that we talked about in previous episodes is the fact that we enjoy the WNBA because they still play basketball. Mm, they right. play team basketball. They pass the ball. They set picks. Uh, shoot the mid range shot. It's not. All, it's not all about you no know, running down the court trying to dunk this that and the other and. Uh, Shooting three pointers all over, but they actually play team basketball. They didn't do yeah. it in the All Star game. Instead of laying laying down and not playing defense, exactly. They were allowing right. layups left and right. <laughs> um, you said Brittany Griner got two dunks because nobody would even get, come close to her. They were the easiest two dunks in the history of basketball. Um, but uh, all in all, I mean, I, I don't understand it. You know, they they, they claim they don't want to get their players hurt, but to me. By not playing hard, you run a more of a risk getting hurt than playing hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing you're uh, you know doing unnatural movements to prevent injury instead of just you know the natural movements mm-hmm. that you you know when you play basketball. Exactly. Only I saw going full speed was Chelsea Gray, the point guard for the Aces, and I think she realized exactly what you're saying. Like I can't take off because I might hurt myself. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Adrian Wilson was doing a little bit as well, but. Um, there was only certain players that was going full speed. Otherwise, you know, it was just nothing. <laughs> it was just, you know, a, a shoot off and a, and a dunk off. Mm-hmm. NBA. It was boring. <laughs> right. It it really was. Which again, that's, I, I like the skills competition. Which that is the best bad. part about the whole All Star Weekend, both <laughs> men and women. <laughs> right. It's a skills competition, except dunk contest because dunk contest sucks right now. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, they, they the, the NBA and the WNBA now really need to look at that because it's not it's not a, a good display of your product. You know, NBA, you got 185 to 180. That's yeah. not basketball. 
I mean, it's not going to hurt you to compete. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to injure somebody in order to compete. Right. 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 And you go again, my, my issue, which goes to the, the summer league also, um, mm-hmm. they're going to play ball anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in the summer league, we, we're going to start talking about summer league right now. So let me take, mm-hmm. take this off. We, it, it wasn't on our, on our agenda, but we're going to talk about it. But and in the also, summer league, Go ahead, dudes. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say also, I mean, think about the history of the All-Star game. There haven't been very many, you know, uh, major injuries in an All-Star game. Right. I think uh, Kobe broke his nose and Larry Bird had a broken nose, and I think that's probably about it that I can remember. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the only injury I remember in any All-Star game uh, was when uh, the New England running back, Hurt himself. He, he tore his knee when they were playing sand volley, sand oh, football. Yes, playing yeah flag football, sand flag football yeah. on the sand, which was yeah. like a stupid idea in the first yeah. place. Mm-hmm. I understand why why they would think about that, but <laughs> I think that was a good idea. But that's really the only player that I can remember that actually got you no know, seriously hurt. You're right, dude. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody get hurt in the All Star game, and they well, it, they were playing. It's don't yeah, get and they were actually competing and playing hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know. Uh, you don't have to go all out, but don't just, mm-hmm. you know, not play at all. Because, again, as a fan, <laughs> if I'm paying, shoot, what, $500 a ticket to go watch an all-star game, mm-hmm. and y'all, this is the product y'all giving me, yeah, I'm going to need my money my favorite players stand around. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to need my money back. I'm going to need my money back because that's not something I want to see. That's not something I want to see. And um, going to the Summer League, the Summer League was, at, it was just wrapped up the other day. Um, Cleveland beat Houston in the uh, championship game. Pretty nice game. Um, seeing those guys compete. They were competing because they're fighting for spots on these teams. But the issue that I have is uh, teams that put their players out there, uh, like these first-round draft picks, for two games. You know it's five games <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the summer league. Why do you allow them to play two games? And the the, the the theory is, oh, we're trying to prevent them from, from being hurt. That's fine. But they're going <laughs> to go and play basketball, uh, uh, play pickup games for the rest of the summer. You're not going to stop them then. I would rather you allow them to play now uh, in something that's sanctioned by the NBA than go, have them go out to you know lifetime fitness playing basketball against some other players uh, that you never heard of. So, exactly. And do you think do you think the player that you just drafted that you thought so highly of is that fragile where he can't play uh three more games? Exactly. Basketball? <laughs> exactly. And, you, and you, then how you, you go you're paying him to play 82 games a whole regular season? Well, well, and then how 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 much hypocrisy is it that you'll do that during the summer league? But then now, all of a sudden, you put it into your collective bargaining agreement that you're not going to do that during the season, as far as load management and holding players out and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So you contra- you're contradicting yourself by only letting the player play two games, um, you know, in the summer league. But then all of a sudden, you get to the season, and now all of a sudden, they got to play all those games. Well, now they're not conditioned because you didn't let them play, you know. So it's you know it's it's a lot of hypocrisy going on. And then they're rookies, so you you want them to get you know get some experience under their belt, you know, playing against uh you know uh, NBA uh, talent 
part, you know, right. not necessarily, you know, a veteran NBA talent, but, you know, a step up higher than college, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, you want them to get a little experience before the season starts. So the only one that looked ready was uh, Victor, and they shut him down after two games. And it's like he was just playing professional basketball. You can't do that going <laughs> 80 miles an hour and then stop a person from doing that. Like you're gonna, he's gonna get hurt. Unfortunately, I, I really hope they they see that that you can't do that to athletes. He's the only one that was in shape who was playing against uh, really good, well, decent competition. Um, dropped 33. In the second game, first game, I think he was just a little nervous, but 33 in the second game, it was like, okay, we're done. No, you can't do that to an athlete. <laughs> exactly. Now, the question I had was, uh, is he playing in the World Cup? No, they shut him down. He's not allowed. Okay, well, yeah, it's no excuse for them to shut him down after two games then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you, the thing is, you have all, all of the rookies, all of the, well, the first-round draft picks, you know, they, they let the second rounders play because, you know, they don't care about the second rounders and right. the undrafted. They just let them go out there and play. But your first round picks, they shut them down. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pistons, the the um, the the twin, uh, a sword. Yeah. Uh, he, he had Thompson. He had um, he started off, you know, kind of hesitant um, because they had some of the vet, you know, the last year's rookies on the team. So he was he's kind of deferring to them. They shut them down after after one game. So then two, three, and four, games two, three, and four, where he actually got time. You no, know, he was actually one of the the uh feature. the distributors of the ball or whatever, the, the feature players. The brother was balling. I mean, he was balling. And you started you started to see what it is that they saw in him to want to draft him. He was actually doing well. And then what did they do? They shut him down. They shut them down when that when they actually had a chance, <laughs> they had a chance to go to the playoffs, but they shut them down. You know, I'm like, what's the point? If the if all you're doing is um, putting the, the team in the summer league, if, if you don't care about winning, I mean, if every time you go out and play basketball, I don't care what it is. If it's in practice, summer league, in the season, whatever, you should have the desire to win that game. I don't care what it is. And you should put the your best players on a uh out there, I mean, I know you're not gonna have your, your veterans out there. I'm not I'm not telling you to put your veterans <laughs> out there, but these rookie players, these you know, first and second year players that are look that need the practice, they need the reps. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna know if they can play if you don't give them the reps? Allow them to play, um, put some introduce them into some of the sets. Exactly. So mm-hmm. so now uh Cleveland, Cleveland won, and even even Houston. Um, the fact that they were playing for the championship. Now those those guys um, know what it's like <laughs> to be in uh, you know somewhat pressure game in the NBA because they're they're playing for a championship. They were they did the things that the other team should have done. Um, they put emphasis on uh, the the teams playing defense, uh, passing the ball. Uh, they did all these things, and all that's going to do is is um, move over into the regular season. With them having more experience doing this stuff, so that's that's my issue with with the the summer league. Yeah, well, I, I had to been on that for a minute because it kind of. Well, no, I, I agree with. I, I see what you, because the thing is too is is what's the point of letting them play at all then? Exactly. If, if, you're, if, exactly. if you're if you're putting them if the if the whole point of having them come play in the summer league is is two things about this that bother me. 
if the whole point of having them come and play in the summer league uh, is supposed to get them ready for the NBA or whatever, then you mean only two games is supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. That's it. Two games. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you ready? Well, I thought you knew that when you drafted them. So mm-hmm. what's the point of having them play in the summer league? You, you, it doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. And secondly, look what you're doing to the fans, which is the whole point that they were railing against low management during the season. Mm-hmm. Is because you don't think them people that bought tickets to come see San Antonio wasn't coming to see Victor Wimbanyama? That's who they were coming to see. Mm-hmm. So, so, but then you shut him down after two games. Well, what about them? Now, again, it's not like the tickets were expensive for the summer league games. I heard mm-hmm. that they're not expensive at all. But still, that's the, beside the, the point. It's, it's principalities involved here, Smokey. <laughs> so, so you're going to have them pay, and then they're not going to be able to see the player that they came to play. Because as we said before, we don't know who none of these other players are anyway. So, of course, mm-hmm. we come to Wimbanyama, we coming to see the big name players that we know, but then they play a game, two games, and then they're not playing anymore. Well, I just, I just wasted my money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had, uh, <laughs> and again, if you hurt, don't, don't go out there and play. If you injured, don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want you out there playing. But, um, <laughs> my, my shoulder sore. I got a sore shoulder, so Scoot not gonna play no more. Don't. That was don't Folks, come out there to, to, to watch Scoop, man. We want to see exactly. this man, this brother play. That was literally just an excuse. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like they even said, now this is kind of true, but if you watch the Twins, some of their game, they were making stupid turnovers and passes because they're just used to having the other one there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the coach was like, well, we shut them down so they can learn the playbook yeah. a little bit. And I was like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best way to learn it is by experience. Get out there, get the reps. It's yeah. like, I don't believe you. I think you just want to protect your asset, which is fine, and you shut it down. Um, mm-hmm. Scoot, same thing. I mean, we want to see if he's a Dame replacement. We saw one and a half games. I, I, from what I can tell, I have no idea what this man could do other than his Ignite footage. We don't really know. So how are we going to get this a uh, this accurate uh picture here of a of a player if we're not seeing what we can see because i know you not many people get a night games right so i guarantee there's a lot of people that see this man this is what we got working with us and we can't see it that doesn't make sense to me yeah all we see is the highlights that's that's about what they want us to see right and that's edited yeah the the thing is the thing is this is just like low management this is a as a more recent phenomenon. It used to be like four or five years ago that all of the draft picks would be in the summer league. And that's what people wanted to see. That's the reason why they have the summer league on ESPN, on NBA TV, because people were interested in seeing these players play. But now if I'm ESPN, if I'm NBA TV, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm not paying for that crap. <laughs> exactly. You're not giving me the product that I'm expecting to play because what's going to happen? Bro, I'm telling you, when I look on and I see that uh, such and such is not playing, I'm not watching that game. I'll find something else to watch. But if he was playing, I'll sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. So as a as a, a fan, and again, we talk again, we talk in summer league. I understand it's summer league, but still, the, the point is the same. Right. If they're not playing, I'm not watching. And if I'm not watching, the TV network's, should be upset about this. 
and say, hey, look, if y'all ain't going to put this product out there, then we need to talk about these numbers. Right. Exactly. Right. So, I'm trying to see what, you know, they said Chad, Holm, Chad Holmgren's back. You know, he recovered from his injury. I, I haven't seen him play. Oh, Chad was oh, yeah. he, he He played great. He was I mean, he played great, yeah. but I mean, as in like, can you But guess play? what they did? They right, shut they him shut him down. That's what I mean. I haven't seen them. Shut enough. him down. Shut him down. Shut him, shut him down. Enough, so it's I like, shut him down. <laughs> you could be injured or injury prone, and you could look really good for a game or two. But then when the season comes, and you still got the same hitch in your step that you had when you got injured, that's not a good idea. You know, that's not a good idea to put you out on the floor. And just like we talk about load management, I just don't understand not playing guys because you think they may or may not get injured. I mean, right. you're paid to play. Right. Now, if I see any of these guys, excuse me, in the Drew League, I'm laughing because the, <laughs> the NBA is going to be dumb. They cannot stop them. But at the same time, um, you know, if these players are going out and playing in the Drew to get some actual competition, hey, I'm going to watch that instead. <laughs> but what's, what's funny is they will. You gonna they, find these players are. Are playing in the Drew League? Oh yeah, they're gonna play because oh, they love to play. Where, isn't that where Chet got hurt in the first place? Yeah, yeah, in the Drew League. He's coming back to Minnesota to do the their some our summer league here, because um, uh, Tyus Jones is from here too. So they got a couple teams, and he's gonna come out here and 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 play. Can't stop you, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> they're gonna be out here playing anyway. <laughs> if you go, I would rather you, I would rather you play in something that I have control over mm-hmm. than in something that I don't. But uh, I didn't messed up our order, so I'm gonna keep going with the no, NBA. Actually, just say yeah, just stay, just roll, just keep rolling with yeah. the NBA. You can go to. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep going with the NBA. Um, yeah. So next, the next topic <laughs> for for the third straight week <laughs> is about your boy James Harden. So. Uh, as of today, James is still a member of the, of the Philadelphia 76ers. And truthfully, his options not looking that well. I, th- there's not a lot of teams, one, that actually want James Harden at the number that he, that he wants. And two, that, that's willing to give up the type of assets that Philadelphia wants. So they're in somewhat of a of a staring contest uh, because, well, one thing that we do know is James Harden like his money. James Harden loves his money, and he and is not going to sit out a season so he so he can't get his money. Mm-hmm. So, don't, dude, don't you might, and he loved the scrippers too, and he loved the scrippers too. He loved the scrippers. Uh, dudes, you my resident NBA. What do, what do you foresee happening with, with your boy James? And well, before think, you start, uh, before you start, he is not coming to the next. <laughs> Go. He already knew. I, you, hey, you can tell Go. me he knows me too well. Because <laughs> I he sure was about to leave to with that. He, he took my joke. It's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to quit. had to stop you. <laughs> but that's what I wish on you. <laughs> I do wish that he goes to the Knicks for you. But uh, I think I... Uh, Harden has put, him, put himself in a, quite of a bit of a quandary because uh, this is the third team that he's quit on. And um, I don't really think a team is going to take a chance on him, you know, at, at that price for a player that, you know, consistently quits on his 
on his teams, you know, teammates. Uh, he'll, you know, get the, the little fat suit thing, you know, <laughs> let himself get fat. Kind of look like a couple people on this podcast, but I won't, I won't say their names. <laughs> But I don't know if Roddy has his fat suit on or what. what oh, no, nah, bro, look at all this. Look at all this. Oh, I'm, I'm nice and trim right now, bro. I'm nice and trim. <laughs> yes, sir, I think, friends. Yeah, I think he's, he's got like some uh, what you call the camera tricks? What do you call it? Some uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the filters. <laughs> yeah, to make himself skinny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't foresee any uh, teams uh, taking that chance on Harden. I know he's talking about going to the uh, the Clippers, but uh, after their experience with uh, the the Kawhi and uh, Paul George experience, you know, dealing with them being constantly injured, and now to risk it all on a player that's, you know, just going to quit on you. He's going to do it because that's just who he is. You know, when things uh, things don't go his way, I don't know exactly what the real problem is in Philly because. Uh, I mean, it. It was they, the team was his and uh, Joel Embiid, and he, then he has Maury there. So Maury's pretty much, you know, giving him the keys to the city, and he's still unhappy. So that lets me know that uh, he's not capable of being happy. And so this is going to be be a problem no matter where he goes. The problem's going to travel with him because no matter where you go, there you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't see, you know. And then it it doesn't for me it doesn't make sense to go to the Clippers. What is he trying to go to the Clippers to play with Paul George and Kawhi? That that's because, the plan. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> I mean they they the same player, except except at least two of them play defense. And they got you know, Russ Paul, too now, right? Paul George and Kawhi are gonna play defense. Well, you know Russ gonna be coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. But but I mean you got basically they all the same height. What six 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 seven? Mm-hmm. He he doesn't he doesn't compliment them in any way. Mm-mm. If you if you gonna go there, you should be a compliment. And, and and the thing is is okay. Um, I think about when LeBron went to Miami from Cleveland, and hearing an interview with uh, Bosch and and uh, Dwayne Wade later. And this is the same conversation we had about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is that the three of them sat down and talked about, okay, who's going to be who? Mm-hmm. And Bosh was like, okay, well, I realize that I need to be third. I'm the third tier. It's going to go LeBron, D-Wade, then me. Mm-hmm. So how is that decision going to be made with the Clippers? Because we see that Harden wants to be that number one dude. He want to be, he wants to be the cat that always has the ball and it always takes the shot, even if it's a bad shot and even if he travels when he takes it. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to be the person to take to take that shot and to be. But then also Kawhi and also Paul George, you don't want to be that. Now it's going to be interesting. Now you got two players. They call talk about playoff Paul George. What for real? Yeah. <laughs> Playoff so, so now you got two of these players on your same team that neither one of them show up in the playoffs, Harden or uh, Paul George. Um, so I just wonder how that dynamic would work. I I personally don't see that dynamic working, and why he would want to go to the Clippers. They gonna have they would have to sacrifice somebody in order to get him to the Clippers. I I don't see that working. His for me, his best chance to win 
is really in Philly. He just has to change his game. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't be, I only need you to score 50 sometimes. Mm -hmm. When need, need be. You, right. I need you to be the facilitator. I need, when, when he did that, he led the league in assists. So it's like, why don't, why can't, why do you refuse to play that role? Why, why do you refuse to play that role when it's the one that's going to get you the championship that you claim you actually want? All right, new guy. <laughs> I'll just add to Google real quick. You, out of the two series um, that he had, Brooklyn and Boston, um, he scored 21 game three, 23 game four, um, and then fell off a cliff like he usually does, <laughs> had 45 in game one, 42 in game three in overtime. But then again, fell off again, four of eight, four for 16, three for 11 in a deciding game, get nine points. You don't deserve $38 million. I'm sorry, you just don't. <laughs> You know, and this is just playoff stats. I mean, like, we know he's, he's does not play defense. He's a liability um, without the ball. He's a liability with the ball. I can't see that. And no team has assets. We're looking at – We're let's be clear. We're looking at the summer of 2025 when Bronny comes out and whoever has that has a max space for LeBron. That's why everybody signed two-year deals <laughs> or one-on-one one with a player option. We know what's coming. There is no team that's willing to risk risk it all for a maybe James Harden when they know they can get LeBron. It's just not going to happen. In a fat suit. Right. <laughs> so, so the thing right. was, uh, again, the one thing, Harden is not going to give up his money. He had the opportunity to mm -hmm. go to whatever team he wanted, team he to, go wanted to. to go to. Mm -hmm. Whoever he wanted to go to, he had that choice. But when he looked, when him and his agent, you know, mm -hmm. put out the feelers like they do, and he realized it ain't a whole lot of teams out here that that want to pay me. You know, the 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 big rumor was, oh, he's going to Houston. He's going to Houston. He's going to Houston. Everybody was saying that, but Houston. <laughs> we want James Harden back. Because again, it, which was a that was the stupidest rumor I ever heard. Because exactly, you got a you got a young team, a youth movement, <laughs> a young impressionable team that needs some. They need direction. If they had direction, they they would be actually pretty good. And I think that uh, Van Vliet is actually going to give them that direction that they need. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. this is a team that needs direction, needs leadership. And one thing you cannot say about James Harden is that he's a leader. Mm -hmm. He is nowhere close to a leader. James Harden no, only man. concerned about uh, his 15 shots and uh, how many points he's going to have every game. That's the only thing. 15 strippers. He's going to lead him straight to the strip club. He know the director's there. That's why he want to go back to Houston. Right. Exactly. Me, guys. <laughs> and then and then for the, the thing about the, the Clippers, here's the thing about the Clippers, which doesn't make sense whatsoever. The Clippers don't want to pay him. They they want to trade for him right now, right? Mm -hmm. They they will trade for him. They like cool. Let's, let's we want to take this asset. We'll take him, but they're not want they're not willing to extend that contract. Mm -hmm. But if I'm only getting them for one year, I'm not giving you three first round draft picks and uh, Terrence Mann and uh, the other rookie that they have. I'm not giving you all that. 
Sorry, but, these, he's just he's a rental. I have no idea if this is even gonna work. I might try it. <laughs> what what, what do I have to lose? I thought they belonged to Oklahoma City till like 2030. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, they gonna, they, they're trying to get some first round. That, but see, here's the thing that's what Maury wants. Yeah, Daryl Maury wants this crazy uh boatload of stuff that he's not getting. Oh, nobody, I mean, nobody, yeah. especially not my Knicks, is trying to give them <laughs> anything for James Harden. They'll give you a couple of second round draft picks. Why not? You know, if, if I can get Harden to come over, seriously, if I can get Harden to come to the Knicks and all I'm giving up <laughs> is is uh, Fournier and some second-round draft picks, some stuff that I am I have no desire to have in the first place, okay, cool, I'll take that gamble, but I'm not giving you no contract extension. I'm just I'm going to take you, and I can actually cut you <laughs> at any time and not be out of anything. So I'm, I'm good with that. But I'm not, I'm not giving up, you know, meaningful assets to get James Harden. I'm just not. And I think his actual issue is with uh, Maury, you know, uh, seeing that uh, Harden took that pay cut last year for the team, you know, thinking they are going to take care of him on the back end this year. And it, it didn't happen because I believe, you know, Maury saw, you know, what the market was for Harden. <laughs> that nobody else was willing to pay him that much. So, you know, why should I? Watch it out, and, right? And it was it was a business, uh, a smart business move on Maury's part. It's a smart but business. Harden, Harden took it personally because but I see no takes, other reason for him to be upset about playing in Philly. He takes everything personal. It's and business. The, the thing about it, and D just said it a minute ago. I I I have zero confidence whatsoever that James Harden actually wants is concerned about winning. Oh yeah, no. I I don't think for one minute. That that's like the number one thing on it. I only think it's number five on his list of things that uh, he's concerned about when it comes to basketball, and that should be your number one your number one objective. If, if you look at him in those games where he bottoms out, like the last games of the series where he's bottoming, where, I mean, he looks so disinterested. Where, where <laughs> uh, Philly had a three one lead and and he yeah. just decided to go on vacation early. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll score like six points or nine points, or, but you know he doesn't even shoot. I mean, he looks like he's not even interested in playing. Like he'd rather be anywhere else. And I just can't see myself paying for that. No. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. If 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 you would rather be somewhere else than where you are, and y'all won two playoff series, you don't want to win. Mm-hmm. If 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 you talking about going back to Houston. They were mm-hmm. one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, because you they're not going to win. Right, they're not about to win. They're not going to the playoffs. And you are not going to be the person to take them over the top and lead them to the playoffs. You can, if, if you're a good enough basketball player, as he's supposed to be, you should be able to look at what's there and know whether or not that is a winning situation. It's not a winning situation. You got a bunch of rookies, and you even got a – he's not a rookie, but you got a rookie head coach, a rookie with that team. So he's still got to shape the team. The team has no identity, no nothing, but a bunch of rookies. And then you're going to go there. Man, come on, stop. You you really don't want to win. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you said, the fact that you could have gone any place you wanted to go. So you could have gone to a winner. They weren't going to give you $38 million, mm-hmm. but you could have gone to a winner. You already have made hundreds of millions of dollars. Go, if you want to win, 
Go to some place that's going to give you something. They may only give you 20 million a year or something of that nature, but go there and win. If that's if, really what you want. The thing is, if you win, then you the money gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. If you win, the money gonna come. But see, D, the winner will take care of everything. All them hundreds of millions that he that he actually made is probably down in them strip clubs in Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where he want to go so he can try to get them back. <laughs> he, he, he made it rain go. quite a bit. He made it rain quite a bit. He um, turns thirty-four this year, um, and this might be his last contract. He wants a Steph contract, but he's not putting up Steph numbers, and that's insane. Mm-hmm. But the the thing about it. And you're right about that. The uh, next year, when he's a free agent again, he's actual free agent. He's going to yeah. realize that the most that he might get is going to be a mid-level exception, and that's the yeah. absolute most. Yeah. You know, so he's going to have to understand these thirty, forty million dollar contracts are a, a thing of the past. Because mm-hmm. truth be told, James Harden has not been James Harden for the last three years, at least. Yep. And when the when the NBA changed the rules, when they yeah. th- when they changed those rules, that 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 affected him. He couldn't he couldn't go and do all the stuff that he used to do. Get all them uh, flailing, whatever the shots that he dropping and flailing. He, yeah, he couldn't do all that stuff. So now he went from averaging thirty something points a game to to eighteen nineteen, barely getting twenty. You know. He's done. Like that. He's, he's he done, done, son. He is done. So next year, when, when he time. has the opportunity to become a, a free agent and reality was set in, next year he'll be, what, 35? He'll be with the uh, next. He'll be 34. And then oh, going he's 33 to, now. He's 33, but he's going to be turning 34. By the time he's done with his contract, he should be right around 35. So, okay, 34, he'll be 35 next yeah. year? Nobody's paying $40 million for a 35-year-old shooting guard that can not. If there's one player in the NBA that jumps uh, lower than me, it's James Harden. <laughs> so, hey. LeBron is still hey. the only person who can get at 41 or almost 40 can demand a $30 million contract, and they'll be like, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm starting to think that Adam is a LeBron James fan. Absolutely. Ah, that's good. Uh, I'm starting to think that Adams. Oh, uh, that game is out a bit. I'm about the LeBron James fan on this podcast. I am. It stands out a little bit in here. That makes things a lot interesting. No, oh, man, a lot more it took interesting. Me a minute, but I see the light. Call no, man, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Just saying, unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get off James Harden. Um, but we are going to talk about the next <laughs> oh, <Lord>. uh, <laughs> signing this week. And that is one Miles Bridges, who just signed a contract after missing last year, um, you know, due to a technicality. <laughs> a technicality. <laughs> a flag foul at the house. <laughs> He had he had a he had a little little bit of a uh, uh, in home flagrant foul looks like right <laughs> little, little, little flagrant foul going on uh, no seriously um, Miles Bridges uh, the Ford for uh, the Charlotte Hornets re-signed with the Hornets this year one year seven point nine million dollars um, he was actually a restricted free agent last year that was 
one of the most coveted free agents on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in line to get, if not max, close to max money last year. Uh, and max money for him would have been like $30, $35 million per year for either four or five years, depending on if he signed back with Charlotte or if he signed uh, with a different team. But something happened on the way to him signing that, that contract. <laughs> to the bag. <laughs> you know, he decided that he just wanted to postpone his bag uh, one year and act stupid uh, like a lot of these players do um, and have a little domestic violence issue with uh, his – Was it with, is it his wife or his girlfriend? I think it's his girlfriend. Yeah, I think it's his wife. Uh, it was his wife? Let's check. Okay. Let's check. Um, wife. I know that she was the mother of his children. She is the mother of his children. She's the mother of his children. I'm not sure if it's whatever case. It, it doesn't really matter whether she was his wife or not. He had no business putting his hands oh, on no. her. Now this one, this this one article I see here says his wife. Okay. So uh again, whatever whatever the situation, he had no business putting his hands on on his wife. Um, and because of that, the consequences that he suffered is probably losing upwards of $125 million, which can can hurt any any person. But even with that, you know, I am a, one of the people that believe in redemption. I don't think anybody should be cast off for making an error, no matter what the error is. Um is it a bad error? Yes. You suffer your consequences. You accept the responsibility. You deal with it, but you should not be cast off and never be able to, um, you know, make a living again. I am not of the ones that say, you know, something happens, you know, you should never play basketball. Uh, it's a privilege to play basketball. No, it's a job. That's what he's been training for for all his life. Um, so I am one again. This is my opinion. You know, I'm one of the ones that believe in redemption. Um, he did uh, do all of the things that the NBA asked him to do. You know, he did the, the he did the training um, that the NBA. I'm sorry, the NBA and the courts the required therapy. him to do. Uh, he did all the training. Um, you know, they went to counseling. Um, I don't know if they're still together, but whatever the case, it doesn't really matter. But he did the things that he needed to do in order to get this opportunity. And I don't. I'm not going to begrudge him this opportunity. Um, the now the scrutiny that comes with it, I mean, that's just something you got to take, bro. I mean, you made your bed, you put yourself in this position, that's something you got to take. But, um, the NBA, um, they, they suspended him for 50 games, but they gave him credit for 30 games for being out last year. So, this year, he's only going to be out for 20 games. So, of course, he's going to miss 20 game checks out of that 7.9 million dollars, but he's still going to make his money. You know, he got a whole lot more money than we do. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, he's still doing well. But uh, Miles Bridges is back in Charlotte. Mr. New Guy, what you think about that? Um, I don't know yet because we haven't seen him in a year. Right? Uh, did he keep in shape? Did he do the things that he was supposed to do? 7.9, it's nothing to snooze at. Uh, it's really giving like Dennis Schroeder. You know, um, Dennis Schroeder did a little something different where he bet on himself and bet wrong. But <laughs> this, duel, this deal is, is giving me that. And my fear is that, you know, 
he's at a point in his career now where this matters, right? Um, and I don't want him to be that guy now to have the seven million dollar here with with Charlotte, and then uh, four million with the Timberwolves, and then two million with the Clippers, and then uh, six million with the with the Mavericks. And he's like hopping teams every year. I don't want that for him. He's a good player. Um, you're right. He made a terrible mistake, and I hope that this prove it year will get him back on track. But I really don't want him to bounce around the league. I, I think he's good enough to be a starter somewhere. So let's see. We'll see what happens. Pookie Dudes. Well, you know, um, ever since they got picked up LaMelo Ball, I kind of fell in love with Charlotte. So that's been my team, <laughs> my other team. Uh, and I've been watching like all their games and uh, he and LaMelo, they developed this, you know, great chemistry. And, you know, I felt like they're going to be the next up and coming team. Uh, going into that free agency, uh, he he bet on himself going into that free agency that, you know, he would, uh, you know, he waited to, you know, uh, become a free agent and he's going to mm-hmm. sign that big deal. And, uh, he, you know, he, he played great that year. You know, he stepped up. He was up for the uh, most improved player award and all that stuff. And uh, he just fumbled the bag at the 11th hour. You know, it, it's horrible what he did. 1159. Like, exactly. But like, you know, like Rod said, you know, you know, I think it's a great thing that you know, he has a t- chance to redeem himself, you know, and, uh, you know, make things right. And he's, you know, met all his uh, objectives to uh, get up to this point. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching him and LaMelo get back together, you know, with uh, Brandon Miller. Hopefully Brandon Miller, you know, is a great addition to what uh, Charlotte has going on. And I'm looking forward to seeing Miles again. You know, I think he's a, uh, I think he's a very good player. And so, you know, as long as he's picks up from where, you know, picks up where he left off, Everything will be good, Charlotte. They'll do a lot better than what they did last year because, Lord, they look bad. Uh, Professor? Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I think, you know, he's obviously a good player. He wasn't going to get the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, like we said, he just he screwed it up. I, I, and I refuse to say it was an error or it was a mistake. He did that on purpose. <laughs> that wasn't a mistake when you break somebody's nose and bruise their ribs. You intended to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you intended to hurt that woman. Um, so, you know, so he got he was punished deservedly. So. Um, and, you know, I've always been one. You know, we've had this conversation a number of times where, you know, I can't stand. I would love to have an argument with somebody that always wants to say that these guys should never be able to play, play football. They should never be able to do that again. Um, I only wish somebody like Ray Rice would have gotten the opportunity to redeem himself. Um so I hope he doesn't fumble the bag again. Uh, hopefully he's learned his lesson. You know, he went through all the therapy and all those things. Like you said, you know, I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, piggybacking or repeating, you know, what you all said, because I, I completely agree. And I also think, you know, agree with dudes, too. I think the team is going to be much better and they're going to be fun to watch because Brandon Miller looked, started started looking pretty good because mm-hmm. he, he was able to play more games until they shut him down. <laughs> In the summer league and everybody else, he started looking a whole lot better. So I think uh, Charlotte is going to be a fun team to watch. I'll be watching them on my app um, this year for sure. So Just because I like the uniforms. So, uh, Dorian, you, you you said you wanted to, uh, the people that you want to uh, say something to people that say that these players shouldn't shouldn't play. So, um, do you I believe? 
Do you believe in um, the redemption that players can be redeemed? Yeah, I, I think I think for certain. I think my problem with the statement when people say that kind of stuff is when people say dumb stuff like, oh, it's a privilege to play in the NBA. OK, well, then why ain't your self-righteous ass playing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's not about that. It's about skill. It's about mm -hmm. being six, seven. You know, I can be the great greatest dude. I can be the greatest dude ever. That don't mean I'm going to be a good NBA player. So it's not a privilege to play. They worked hard. They have the skill. Um, they earned the right to be able to play there. And, and for the most part, it really had nothing to do, quote unquote, with behavior, so to speak. Right. So I, I hate when people say that. And then what it also says to me is if you say, OK, well, they shouldn't be allowed to play in the NBA. OK, well, then what is it they, sh they should be allowed to do? So you're saying it's OK to be an abuser working at Walmart. Mm -hmm. It's just not OK to be an abuser who makes millions of dollars. The, the the argument always doesn't sit well with me when, when people say that kind of stuff. So that's why I say I'll argue with anybody who says that any day. You know, you know, why is it that certain certain there are certain other people who deserve redemption or that mm -hmm. we look the other way for again, not getting into politics, um, <laughs> that, we, that, we look, that we look the other way for when it comes to their particular transgressions. You talking about Hunter Biden's laptop? Uh yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but uh but other than that. It, but more often than not, when it comes to these black men playing these sports mm -hmm. um, and, and they have a transgression, then all of a sudden they should be canceled. Right. But we'll allow these other people. Right. As, as my office mate used to always say, we allow other people <laughs> you know, to have to to make those same transgressions. And then we make excuses for them. Mm -hmm. But. But we don't we don't get that same we don't get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to people who look like us. So, so yeah, ladies, I have a major problem with that. Ladies and gentlemen, I've heard this argument several times. We've had this discussion several times, and I just needed him to say it for y'all because I think it's like one of the most provocative things he's ever said, and I don't give him that compliment often. <laughs> but uh, I'll just put it this way: if Cristiano Ronaldo can go around uh, sexually assaulting people and still bam. continue billions in soccer. Bam. Yes, we'll get an get an opportunity to make their their case for redemption. Um, that you guys mentioned Ray Rice, he did get an opportunity. He just couldn't still. He just he was already averaging four and a half yards a, a carry, which is great, but they needed to get six, and he couldn't do that. So I think that's kind of why he continued to fall off. Uh, or no, sorry, three point four yards a carry. Um, and I think that's why he continued to like stay out of the league because he just wasn't productive. <laughs> Had he been productive, I think Ray Race would have got his chance. Yeah, that's a uh, <laughs> another topic um, right. because at the end of the day, it's with anything. If if you have value to me, then mm -hmm. I can overlook some stuff. But if mm -hmm. there's no value. If you don't if you don't bring value to me, then I'm not going to you know, bring you and all your baggage with you. Right, so right. Uh, in this particular case, as has been said, the brother can play. Miles mm -hmm. Bridges is a great basketball player. Um, and low key. I, um, I mean, they love him in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So I, I never saw him going anywhere else. If he came back, I knew Charlotte was going to bring him back because they love him in Charlotte. And he loves it, too. So. And, and again, at the end of the day, again, as horrible as 
what transpired. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you do not want to cancel someone for having um, one moment where um, they just were stupid. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and again, now if this if this was a habitual thing, if this was something that we heard over and over and over again, and this is what he did or whatever, then you know, I would have no sympathy for him. You know, right. but again, I don't know all the facts, but from the facts that I've gathered from reading and, and watching uh, TV uh, since this occurred, this is like his first time ever having any kind of situation like this. So because of that, again, as as horrendous as it is, um, you know, let the brother serve his penance and then allow him to 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 move forward. You know, and that's all I got to say about that. Um, so, again, uh, he's back and we'll just look, you know, look, dude, I know dude's going to give us updates all season oh, about yeah. what Charlotte mm-hmm. doing. Uh, and then our next topic. Now this is this is some this topic here uh, is an interesting topic. It's one it's one that Brother D brought to me the uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and we had some discussion about it. And it's uh, the new the new phenomenon. Let's just say that is uh, people you know deciding they want to have a podcast to rival this wonderful podcast that we have, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, Raymond calls it the new media. Yeah, you know, <laughs> often imitated, never duplicated. They can't come yeah. close to us. But there's some people that I, that I go out there and try, and um, some of the people that try are current athletes, current athletes that have current players that have podcasts. Um, and with a podcast, as you know, by you no know, always listening to and watching our wonderful podcast. Hit the like button, subscribe. We, we are wonderful. Do, we do say whatever it is that comes to our mind uh, about these subjects. You know, we don't have a filter. Um, it, we whatever whatever we want to talk about, that's what we talk about. And that also happens in the in a lot of these podcasts that these players have. So the question that Dorian uh, posed to me is: Should current players have? Podcast? Should they be allowed to have these podcasts? Dorian, I'm gonna let you start since you broached it in the first place. Go ahead and give your give your opinion. So this, speaking of Draymond, this is what brought this up. Okay, this is what made me think about this. Is okay. So, um, dudes has sent us um, a a clip of um, it was a uh, Gilbert Arenas, uh, Rashad McCants. I forgot who the, who was the other. Is it is Brandon it, uh, Jennings? Brandon Jennings. And um, it's Marcus Johnson's son, isn't it? Yeah, Marcus Johnson's son. Yeah, they, they, they do a podcast. And so supposedly what happened is they were talking about a tweet that Jordan Poole's father sent out about the Draymond-Jordan Poole incident. But uh, with Rodney doing a little bit of research, we found out that this all came from Draymond being on Pat Bev's podcast. And Pat Bev asking him why he punched Jordan Poole. <laughs> now, Draymond didn't go into details. He, you know, he didn't, you know, he he unequivocally basically just said, hey, he said something that you should never say to another man. I think something, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And that was it. 
right? But then uh, Jordan Poole's father decides to chime in on Twitter. We had this conversation about whether fathers should we we kind of had the same conversation they were having on on the podcast about whether fathers should should be involved in this. But what it made me think about was, well, should current players have a podcast? Because think about this is that if Draymond goes on here, now Pat, Pat Bev trying to be Pat Bev, he's trying to be this mm-hmm. instigator that, that he's become over the last several years. So he's trying to say something. The skills have eroded. He's trying to provoke Draymond mm-hmm. to saying something. So now you got these current players who are going on these podcasts, and because conflict now has become such a big deal, well, now they want to start conflict on these podcasts to get people to watch their podcasts. Well, then these are things that can leak out onto the field and leak out onto the court. So now what happens the next time Jordan Poole and Draymond meet? Now, so now what happens is, is that everybody's going to be paying attention to, are they going to shake hands before the the, the tip-off? Uh-huh. Well, what's going to be the reaction if Jordan Poole fouls Draymond? Now you put all eyes on that kind of thing. And it's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that it wouldn't have been there before, but now there's going to be more attention. It, that causes tension on the court. So now where they had a fight a year ago, oh, well, I don't know how much of a fight it was, but where they, had an altercation, <laughs> where they had an altercation a year ago, well, now this kind of stuff can lead to more altercations and so on and so forth on the court because you have these tensions between players. Now, I'm not saying anything about former players. I love all the smoke. I love, you know, uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I love those things. I don't have a problem with former players. I'm talking about if you are currently in the league, currently under contract, I think it's very problematic for you to have this type of podcast where you're having different guests and so on and so forth on your podcast who are also current players in the league. I, I think I think that it's problematic. And um, I don't know how how because it's all this is new. So I wonder at some point how leagues are going to start handling this kind of thing with players having these podcasts, you know, and so on, so on and so forth. You know, even how coaches are going to start handling this when they start on it, because they're on these podcasts talking about how they play certain players and 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 that kind of stuff. So I don't know how long this is actually going to last. And and for me right now, if you're a current player in the league, in any of these leagues, I don't think you should have a podcast. I don't think it's a good idea for you to have a podcast. Whether they ban them or not, I don't know. But I don't think it's a good idea for those reasons. Pookadoos? Um, well, the the two podcasts like I I normally watch of the current players are uh, me other than other than this wonderful Brent Blame on the Boogie podcast. Go ahead. Uh, I say current players. I mean, y'all ain't no current players. <laughs> I'm a current tennis player. <laughs> well, yeah, you might still be playing tennis, just like the other game that we never saw, that other match we never saw. It might be mm-hmm. some matches going on right now that we're not privy to. <laughs> Thank God. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I've seen Pat Bev's uh, podcast. I wasn't really fond of that. Uh, he mostly, you know, he gets like emotional and uh, not emotional, personal. Because he was talking about Chris Paul, and he was talking about how he did. He thought Chris Paul wasn't a good player, and he's definitely not a Hall of Fame famer, and uh, that he was way better than Chris Paul. And and you know, he started saying all this negative stuff, and I'm like, okay, right. You know, he he just canceled himself right there, as far as credibility goes. And then Draymond, uh, 
it's Draymond. Like Dorian said, you know, these guys are always trying to say something provocative to, you know, gain more viewership. And I just don't see it. I, I could see how it could snowball into something else. Uh, Dorian mentioned uh, something else on the on on the court. It could you know snowball into something extra on the court. But I'm thinking off the court, it could snowball into something else. Because like you say, you know, Jordan Poole has family members or whatever, and you know maybe they were able to calm down the family members, you know, with this one incident. But now he's Draymond's uh, doling it back up, and now you know somebody's at their boiling point. So the next time they see him, they're going to, you know, take action off the, you know, off the court, you know, family members and, you know, God forbid anything like that happens. So I'm somebody, not really a fan of that. Somebody, uh, having, I, I like, somebody having laser sights and pointing them at the team. Book. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, like Dorian said, also, I, I love uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. Um, Gilbert Arenas is, uh, he's very quirky, you know, but that's just his personality. He's always, saying something that's over the top <laughs> so it's not just to get viewership with him that's just who he is you right. know if you know anything about his history that's just who he is so uh i'm not a fan of it though no mr brian adam i don't necessarily have a problem with it if but in context if they're talking about um if they're interviewing older players right there was a couple of times where uh Draymond had on these older centers and power forwards um, like KG and, and Bill Russell. He just had a conversation with them. I have no problem with that because we need to know the game, right? We need to know history of the game. I am completely fine with that. But like you said, when you start inviting current players and um, – Don't invite Paul Pierce either. <laughs> right, right. Well, we know why Paul Pierce didn't get the invite, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> But I mean, like things like that, where it's like you're causing a problem and you wonder why certain people don't like each other in the NBA now. I'm not saying you have to be best friends, but I am saying that like over the last 10 years or so, they're saying there's been as many or close to as many fights as like they had in the 80s or early 90s when you, you know, it was definitely going to somebody's getting punched. Um, and I think some of that is fueled by these remarks that people are saying on these podcasts. It's not helpful. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And then there's a side, another side to that where, especially the older ones like Paul, uh, Paul George, Pat Bev, they're looking at ESPN and they're looking at Fox and they're, they're like, all right, I know I'm winding up my career. Let me get this back going now. So that way, when it when it's time, I can hop over to ESPN. I can do this. I can do that. And it didn't help that ESPN laid off everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like they're looking at it as perspective of two, three years from now, when my last contract's up, I can just get a bag like Tom Brady did. You know, I can get I can get into ESPN or Fox or wherever I want to go. Yeah, because now I have a platform. I have a, uh, I have a way to get to the viewers, and that's where we're at now. So, and that's a that's a uh, a good point, Adam. Um, especially play, Pat Bell, for instance. This might be his last year because skill wise, it sucks. Skill wise, yeah. he he ain't there. He, he's not. He there. He's better than Chris Paul, though. Skits, man, look at him. Uh, that that just means that just means. Uh, 
Um, he, where he, he, where is he not? He, in Chicago. Yeah. Where is he in Chicago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, think he's I don't know. I don't they know. Got, they got some good dispensaries with this in Chicago. Else. Well, I wherever he is, take it out. Hold on. Wherever he is, I don't, I don't know where he is. Oh no, no, no. He's in Philly right now. Philly, yeah. Philly signed him. He sure did. So he got waved and got picked up by Philly. So, um, well, again, wherever yeah. he is, they, they got some good weed because that's the only way only way you're gonna be able to to, to think that he's better than <laughs> than Chris Paul. But yeah. again, he, just like you said, Adam, the, uh, in the case of Pat Bev, and even in the case of Paul, uh, uh, playoff P. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're understanding that their careers are coming to a to you know a close sooner than later, and the thing now is if I get a million followers, right, I can write my own ticket. Look at uh, Pat McAfee. Yep. Pat McAfee just signed for eighty seven million dollars with mm-hmm. ESPN. Eighty seven million dollars because he had this huge following, and he just mm-hmm. brought him and his whole little podcast to ESPN. That's what they're looking to do. And the way to get there, Pat Bev thinks for him, the, the way for him to get there is to be this antagonizer. Because that's what he was on the court. And but by you antagonizing someone and you still playing, <laughs> as you said, D, that's gonna cause some problems. Now, when we originally talked about this, you know, my thought was I was thinking about the fact that um the NBA can't, or the NFL or the, or NHL, whoever, they can't stop these players from doing something outside of their uh, work, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, they can't stop them. However, one of the things that they uh, should do is um, put it out there uh, that you can do this, but you can't do it during the season. Maybe that's a way of, of um, reducing – some of the, the the friction that could be could be started, um, which is, and you shouldn't be doing it anyway. You should be concerned about playing. Be focused on the season. Yeah, yeah. Focus on the season. So, um, like I said, but they're load managing anyway. So, I mean, yeah, pretty much. They can do it on their load management uh, downtime. At the end of the day, I'm not a Pat Bell fan, either on the court or on the podcast. <laughs> uh, when during his time when he was on ESPN, you know how they do the gauntlet. Go to all the different shows. He was mm-hmm. on there, trying to be, try, trying to to just throw out all these provocative statements that was just so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, man, would you just shut up? <laughs> Come on, I can't wait till your time is over because I, you're making some some asinine statements about mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm like, don't know, but it, the shock value is not there. Stop it. And that's and that's all he's. And that's what for. he was going for, yeah. That, that's all he's looking for. That's all he's looking for. Um, but yeah, uh, should they have? Should they be allowed to do it? The, the jury's still out. Yeah. But one thing. Go ahead. Finish your point, Rod. Finish your point. No, no, no. I, I'm going to the next statement. But go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. I, I was going. I was just saying that what y'all was saying was really segueing into kind of why why I was saying earlier. <laughs> that these two topics kind of blending together because what's happening is, is that they're trying to build a brand before they leave. Mm-hmm. Right. By getting all these followers. And so, so now this whole idea of some of being a brand has, has become the, the, all individuals. Now they're a brand. Right. And so now 
they're trying to get for their brand really to outshine the brand of the team that for their brand to outshine the league or whatever, because they know that their, their time is winding down and they want to go to ESPN. Or it, again, if you got a million something followers, well, we know that on a lot of these platforms, they start paying you. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, I was, you know, uh, my, my daughter, Sadia, uh, watches uh, Miss Rachel and Akili and me and those. And I happen to look up some stuff about Miss Rachel. She makes $3 million a year doing the little YouTube thing for, for kids. And I'm, I'm glad she does because, you know, Sadie is learning <laughs> so much from watching her on TV. But but still at the, at the same time, she's making three mil. So if you think about people like a Pat Bev who doesn't have a shoe contract, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this three, however many followers he can get can add, you know, to, to his monetary value um, in, in terms of things that he's doing outside of the court. And, and so this idea of branding now has become just a big deal with, with social media. Um, you know, and I'm talking about not just basketball, but all over. I was uh, listening to them talk about Russell Wilson and about how he trademarked the term let's ride or something like that. Let's, let's ride Broncos or whatever. So now, let's ride. Let's ride. So, so now every time he does a press conference, he says that. Now, every time he does something, <laughs> let's ride. You know, now it's become the catchphrase. So all, all of this stuff is just about this idea of branding and 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 individualizing everything. Now everything is 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 individualized in what are supposed to be these team sports. And I think that at a certain point, this branding, these podcasts are gonna start interfering with what it is that's, that's going on in the court. Cause, cause it's too much blending of these things. I agree with you, Rod. It should be separated. If y'all going to do it, well then do it in the off season. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do it during the season. Right. But, but I think that that also kind of in many ways could still be problematic because in the off season, they ain't got nothing to do. So now they just want to talk, talk more, talk right? trash. <laughs> you know, talk more trash. Exactly. Um, so, so I don't know, but I, I just think it's very interesting how this idea of individualized branding that we've seen started to come into society with social media has now really spilled over into the NBA and in, well, into sports, not just the NBA, but in the sports period, because you got football players, current football players that Tyreek Hill has a podcast mm-hmm. that, that I can think of, uh, KJ Wright. Uh, and it, that's what that's what brought me to the whole Russell Wilson thing was mm-hmm. what he said about Russell Wilson on his podcast. You know, so I think all of those kinds of things can kind of be, you know, real problematic uh, and, and really interfere with what's going on on the field and on the court. So. So just as a quick, quick point of reference, uh, your boy Pat Bev has one hundred and twenty eight thousand followers on YouTube, on his YouTube <laughs> channel. So. Um, he's trying to build that branding up. You're absolutely right, um, because he's trying to trying to transition to a to another another career. Because hopefully this career is over for him. But um, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> man, I, bro, I'm telling you, I, Pat Bev is like one of the one of the five five players. He on my top five of, of players that I hate the most in the NBA. <laughs> Y'all know yeah, his, I mean, he, he was supposed to be, de- well, he was, he was, a, he was a defensive player in his prime and, you know, he, he played hard and he's a hustler, but his de- defense has been lacking like the last three years or so. So yeah, and now he's been all living he off does, that reputation. 
Now all he does is go out there and antagonize everybody. Yeah, he's been living off their reputation because uh, this last year, the last year when uh <laughs> he came out with the camera, man, <laughs> to show the refs. I mean, I, I was done at that point. I'm like, come on, man. That that's just too far. That ain't even that there is no place in basketball for you to do some stupid stuff like that. No, right. whatsoever. Because only thing you were trying to do, the only thing you were trying to do is to put yourself in the spotlight. That's mm-hmm. all he did. And show up, show, show up the refs. And show up the refs. Right. And show up the refs. I, I, I had no respect for that. That wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. <laughs> at I didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, bro, come on. We're in a basketball game. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. So, yeah, he, he's, not, he's not one of my favorite players. But anyway, um, uh, hopefully he'll be on the podcast soon. Yeah, like, oh, I, I'll definitely invite him on the podcast. <laughs> Bring your 128,000 followers to our podcast. So we can we talk about it. Right, come, come on. on over. You can, you hey, can say whatever you want. And we'll tell we you say strictly, strictly, strictly business, never personal. Right, never, <laughs> never, never personal. personal. Strictly business. Strictly business. Uh, all right. Um, now we're going to move over from basketball to a little baseball. Just a little and baseball the the big story going into this week and next week uh next week is the actually no no what's today today's the 20th so we got 11 days until the uh major league baseball trade deadline but the hot topic right now is should and will the angels trade shohei otani um probably one of the best, if not the best, player in Major League Baseball. Not only does he hit massive home runs, seems like he every night. He also seems like every home night. Run. He said what? Said he also prevents home runs too. <laughs> yeah. He's out there robbing home runs and then throwing 105 miles an hour, <laughs> striking people out left and right. So he's one of the best players in baseball. But the problem is the Angels haven't won. They're not winning. They haven't won since he's been there. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know why they can't put a team together to co- compete when you have two of the best players in baseball on the same team. Um, right. I, 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 I still have yet to understand that. Well, my but that being, said, that being said, health is, is, is a big issue with them. But that being said, uh, let's let's go around the horn. Dover, we're going to start at you since you're at the top. Should, am, and if so, will they trade Shohei? I am not one who believes in trading away your best players if you claim you're trying to win. If if you're if you're trying if you get rid of Shohei Otani. What are you saying to Mike Trout? Who's who's been, you know, the best, if not one of the top three players in baseball since he's been there. What are you saying to Mike Trout then if you get rid of Shohei Otani? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, baseball is just one of them sports that are because it's 162 games. It's just really weird. It's It's really hard to maintain a lot of things. Uh, you know, through the through the entire season or whatever. Um, but at the same time, 
we acting like the Angels have really been that good. They wasn't necessarily that good even when they had Pujols, when they got Pujols <laughs> there either, right? Right. Um, if if they are, if they're just, if they're trying to rebuild, then yes, go ahead and trade him, get a whole bunch of prospects, get some draft picks, get that kind of stuff, and then get rid of Mike Trout too and start start over from the beginning. But if you really say that you're trying to win, he's under contract, keep him, and then build something around him. Okay, so let me... I, I say, I say again, I, if it's me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, no, hold on. Before, before, before you said, well, you already said it, but I'm, I'm a, I got to put it back out there to you. Hold on a second. I got to give you some information. Um, as of right now, today, the Angels are 49 and 48. 148 games out of first. <laughs> They're, uh, um, they are nine and a half games out of first place, but they're only four and a half games out of the wild card. Okay. So it's not like they are out of the race at all. And you still got two months left in the season. Okay. That's part one. Part two is that Shohei is about to be a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest part of the equation. That's the biggest part of the problem. So if you trade him, like you said, D, you're giving up on the season, even though you're only four and a half games out of the playoff spot. Um, so you're not, you know, uh, showing the desire to win. However, if you don't trade him, you run the risk of allow of not allowing. You run the risk of losing him and not being able to get anything. So with those that information known, not tell me what you want to do. I still say I don't trade him because what I what for me, it for me if if you put this group of players together, you put this play, group of players together because you felt that these players gave you the best chance to win. Well, give them the opportunity to do that. If you're not trying, if you if you're not trying to win, and you're also not trying to win in the near future. Because if he's going to be a free agent, there is the opportunity that they could trade him away. And if the other team, well, baseball is a little bit different, but there is the opportunity that they could trade him away, get all these prospects or whatever, and then get him back. But if you didn't win and you traded him away and you didn't win, he's not coming back anyway. So why not go ahead? That's the reason that you got these guys together is because you thought you had the opportunity to win. So give them the opportunity to win. Okay. You okay. Know, if you if you don't do that, then you're not really saying much to your team at this point now and then going forward. Because if you get rid of Shohei Otani, you sure as hell ain't winning this year, and you're not winning in the next two to three years either. So, um, the Angels have a payroll of. Ninety-three million dollars. How That's much is that is Mike Trout? How much of that uh, is Mike Trout? I know his contract Mike is Trout, huge. Of that ninety-three million dollars. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Mike Trout is not in here because he's injured. Wait a minute. Oh, uh, oh wow. Let's let's go back. Let me let me let me get some new numbers. Um. Wow. So here's the reason why the Angels <laughs> are not winning. On their exactly. active roster, 
right now, they have $93 million. Okay? On their injured list, this is just for this year, they have salaries of 106.5. So they're paying more people to be on the injured list than they are to play. All right? So that's another factor. So maybe the team can can get healthy. These players come back. They're they're at five hundred. So, uh, Adam, what's your thoughts? That's exactly why they should trade him. I'm glad you brought that number up because I know Mike con- Mike Trout's contract is ridiculously big. Um, it's it's up there with like uh, Bryce Young or not Bryce Young. I'm sorry. Uh, what's his name from the Phillies? Uh, either way. Philly's guy got the same contractor similar to Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think because they're top heavy and they can't afford to get anybody else, I think they do need to let Shohei go. He's in his prime. Um, I think they've learned from that mistake of keeping players in a way hostage. Um, Mike Trout is great, but he hasn't necessarily been the caliber of player that they would want to, he's not a Shohei. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's still really, really, really good. MVP, if you really, for most of his career. But he never took that extra step and got them to where they needed to be. Because, again, they haven't won since he's been there. I would say keep him in California. Send him to the Giants or the Dodgers. Um, or send him out to Baltimore. That's where you got to go. They're the people that can afford it. They're the ones that have... Uh, Mostly decent um, farm system, and any picks that might be associated with it, they they actually have them. No other team really has that at the moment. All right, Pukadoos. <laughs> but like, uh, I kind of agree with Dorian as far as uh, it depends on what the goal of the team is. You know, if 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 they're thinking of possibly, uh, you know, just letting them go in the off season, or maybe you know trying to rebuild, then. Uh, you know, you would go ahead and let him go. But if you're like trying to build something with him and Mike Trout and, uh, you know, you want to use that name because we all know the uh, superstars put the butts in the seats. So, you know, that equals more money for the franchise. Then, you know, I would keep him. So it just depends on which direction the team wants to go. You know, I mean, I I, I heard a alleged uh, conversation about Allen Iverson years ago and they were asking, uh, you know, the franchise, why they never decided to go after another big franchise player to go along with Allen Iverson. And the owner of the team, you know, he was more business-minded. He said, I already had the arena sold out. Mm. So why would I pay out more money mm. to another franchise player? And, you know, at first, you know, I was upset because I'm an Allen Iverson fan, but then I thought about it. Business-wise, that was brilliant. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, that's my goal to make money and I'm doing that already so why am I paying out more money when I'm making money so right. it depends on which uh, direction the franchise wants to go in man so that's the reason why Allen Iverson had to have Eric Snow as his backcourt maker yeah I mean that and, and Aaron McKee and <laughs> man but, I mean but but it's Old deep when you think about it you know on, on the business level it it's like oh, it yeah, is yeah <laughs> and, and and because of that again I'm, I'm looking at the numbers um so Shohei's contract is 30 million dollars Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Trout is at $37 million. But what's crazy is Anthony Rendon 
he is the highest played player on their team at $38.5 million. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh. Which, is, which, again, which shows that it's not that they don't want to pay the money. They Either they got bad luck with all these players getting hurt or they just keep getting the wrong players. Um, the biggest – they never should have got Anthony Rendon because that wasn't the, – the offense has never been an issue with the Angels. They have the offense. They've right. never had pitching, and they don't go after pitching. Um, so, uh, to me, <laughs> for for me, uh, unfortunately, um, I understand what dude's talking about with you no know, Shohei. You know, he's a sellout every time he pitches, every time he plays. But he's not going to be there next year, and the reason he's not going to be there next year is because he's been there five years, and you've done absolutely nothing. Since he's been there. So, and Shohei wants to win. He wants to go to a situation. He wants to get paid too, but he wants to go to a situation where he can win. So next year he will be a Yankee, unfortunately. Uh, my cheap Cardinals will never attempt to get him. Um, even though that's probably the number one thing that we need. We need somebody to be able to pitch and we need somebody to actually uh, score. But the Cardinals are way too cheap, even though they have the money. They have the money to do it. Shohei's going to get the highest played contract in team sports, period. Mm-hmm. He's going to get minimum $400 million. Minimum $400 million. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's the reason why they have to trade him. Because if they don't, that's actually malpractice on their part for their own team. Because yeah, they have to rec- – if they let him go, all they get is a compensatory draft pick a pick between the first and second uh, round of the draft. And then baseball draft, man, that's like throwing a dart. <laughs> right. You have no idea what you're going to Blind, get. Blindfolded after being turned around. Exactly. With the lights off. Drinking, drinking a fifth by yourself. Exactly. So there's no way I would go to try to draft some unknown player. At least let me get some players off somebody's team that I've scouted. I see how they play, you know, um, I know that they're, you know, they have the potential to do something. At least let me do that without losing him and getting absolutely nothing. So as as hard as it would be to allow him to go somewhere, if you don't trade him, you're killing yourself. You're killing your team for the next five years. You have to trade him. Um, and, and if you don't, it, it put like this. If they don't trade him, it's because of what dude says. They want that money for the, for at least the next two months. They looking looking for the short term money, and that's it. Yeah, well, and I see them trying to offer him the max or whatever that would be in the fall or the sorry the the next baseball season, but he's not going to sign that. Like you said, I forgot about the Yankees. They have deep, deep, deep pockets, so he'll be mm-hmm. a he'll be a a Dodger or a Yankee. That's it. At, at the end of the day, that's where everybody go. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah. Right. Because their their owner is spending money now too, so and more than likely he'll stay. Truthfully, he'll stay on the on the West Coast because he's yeah. close to home. Right, it's easier for him to get home. So, um, yeah. that's that's the state of the, the of the league. Matter of fact, if you go to the Dodgers, he don't even have to move. Nope, <laughs> he's staying his home, staying his house. He ain't right now. So, uh, but the thing is, well, <laughs> uh, I was looking at a, a rumor and. The Dodgers actually have, you know, Dodgers always have a good farm team. 
I don't know yeah. how they do it. I don't know where they get all these different players from, but they always have a good farm team. They're able to, to get three and four pitches a, a season to come in to give them uh, some some great pitching off their farm system. Um, unlike my Cardinals, who have no pitching whatsoever. We'll talk about that later. Um, but the Dodgers actually have a, a real good package that they can put together for Shohei. I just don't think the Angels would take it. They don't want to trade with the Dodgers. Which again is 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 malpractice because at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your team. I don't care who it is. If if I have to trade with Boston, the Celtics, I'm gonna have to trade with the Celtics. As much as I would hate it, I'm gonna have to trade with the Celtics if that makes my team better. But hey, I digress. That's why I say trade for Harden, right? And then the Giants will send them to LA or to the Dodgers. That's the only way that would work if realistically. Mm-hmm. So uh all right, so that's enough on Chohei. Uh oh. I thought I took it off. All right. D must have did it. Oh, my bad. Doran, you 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 pushing the buttons to, again? <laughs> I pushed the button on the last one. You told me to do it last time. <laughs> At least say you're going to do it. Had I known you was going to do it, I would have tried to push the button. You had me push the button and turn the stuff off. I've been pushing button the last time. pushing buttons. <laughs> anyway. Let's the talk about sound like Mad Dog again. <laughs> let's get to our NFL talk. NFL talk for the week. NFL talk for the week. This week, um, I was about to say, pitches and catches reported. Uh, this week, the, the rookies... <laughs> reported to training camp um, for several teams, uh, one of which is the Detroit Lions. Another one is a team that everyone will be following on Hard Knocks, and that is the New York Jets. A.A. Uh, Ron, who's, one, who's a, a friend of the, of the podcast, because we talked <laughs> about him so much. A.A. Ron uh, is starting his, his uh, trek toward Finishes second to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, <laughs> what? Come on now, y'all, y'all know that's what's gonna happen. Come on. Yeah, we know that's gonna happen every year. Exactly. And it actually never happens. <laughs> but right. NFL camps did start this week um, with the rookies reporting and quarterbacks reporting. Um, they getting uh, earnest next week when uh, the rest of the teams usually report. Um, but there's a couple of different. Uh, let me move this. We're going to move this around a little bit. There's a couple of different uh, folks that won't be reporting this year, either because they don't have a contract or they're unhappy with their current contract. Um, amongst those that are unhappy is a player that's kind of making me unhappy. Uh, and that's my starting guard for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm, I'm a little upset, upset because he doesn't want to report. But <laughs> what I will say is he's a six-time All-Pro uh, left guard, one of the best offensive linemen the last 10 years. He's deserving of being one of the highest-paid players in, in the league. 
in his position. And right now he's not. So bruh, if this is what you got to do to get your money, do what you got to do during training camp. <laughs> better be there <laughs> September when the games count. I don't care what you do right now. You ain't got to practice. You ain't got to do nothing. Go ahead, go in there. You and Jerry Jones, y'all fight. Get your money. <laughs> but come, come, come game one of the season, you better be on that offensive line. If you ain't there, then we got a problem. Then we have a problem. I'm cool right now. I'm good. <laughs> but are don't you, be there. Come, are, come you are you sure? I'm good. Sure. You don't sound okay. I'm straight. I am so good. But let let look at here. Look at here. That's what, that's what drunk people say when you ask them. You drunk? No, I'm fine. That's what he said before he dropped that chart. <laughs> he's fine. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. This is this is a this is a. I'm I'm, I'm gonna tag you too, Zach. Zach Martin. <laughs> Do your business, bro. Handle your business right now. Do what you gotta do. It's for your family. I understand. I ain't got no beef with you whatsoever. But, bro, when is our first game? Let me check. Our first game uh, is September the tenth. Your ass better be there September 9th, ready to play <laughs> on September 10th. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You better be there. So do what you got to do right now, bro. I ain't mad. And y'all play the Giants. Just Pam, right? Pam. Y'all play the Giants, too, that first you game. Play the Giants. You better so, be there, bro. But will Saquon be there? But will Saquon be there? Now, that's the next topic. Now, I talked about Zach. Zach, we could. We good. Talking. We good. I ain't gonna talk about you no more. <laughs> you know, while while I while I truly understand this idea of wanting a long term deal, completely understand that. I don't know if I could turn down ten million dollars. I don't I don't know if I could not play for an entire year. Turning down ten million dollars, and 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 this is the thing to you know get to the idea of the running back crisis because mm -hmm. as a running back now, if I sit out and I don't play, it's really not a guarantee that somebody is going to pay me the next season. They don't want to pay me now, and I'm already mm -hmm. one of the best players in the league. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm gonna sit out and not play. Now the Giants, you know, might you know uh, falter or whatever. Who we we don't know. But if they're not trying to pay you now, then I don't know who else is gonna is gonna pay you after you sit out. So I think that that would be a really big gamble because of the way that this running back thing has gone the last several years. I think I think right now that's a bad gamble, and I, that's a that's a bad bet. Yeah, you betting on yourself. I get that. But at this point, just because of the way things are going, that's mm -hmm. a bad bet. Take take the ten and a half million, take the yeah. take the franchise tag. Now maybe you won't want to re-sign with the Giants. Maybe somebody else will will pay you or whatever. Maybe. 
But it, even if they don't, there's no way, if you sit out, there's no way you're making back up that 10 million. No matter you can't what. Make up, you can't make back up that 10 and a half million. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I don't know if I could I, I could turn that down again. I understand that it's principles involved, right? But I I don't know I don't know if I could turn I don't know if I could turn that down. Just again, just because of the way that the running back thing has been going the last several years. Exactly, mm-hmm. and the market is what the market is, no right. matter how you feel about it. So right. So I'm I'm trying to find out. Uh, hold on, let me get to. What is Saquon's age? How old is he? Saquon is 26. 26, yeah. He is 26 yeah. years old. So here, here's the unfortunately. Now there's there's uh well let me get let me get to this part first. Um it is my belief, it is my belief that there is hella collusion going on right now with these NFL teams when it comes to the running backs. Mm-hmm. Because they are trying, they are doing everything they can to um, push the push the salaries for running backs lower than what they're what they are what they uh, should be, and the reason for that again goes back to how running backs have performed. Running backs, on average, even the best ones, will give you six years, six good years. Right, those are the better ones. You're you're all pro- they're gonna give you six good years. So by the time they get to be 27, 28, you know, they're pretty much to the point where they're about to retire. And those are the good ones. Most of them only last two or three years, right? But your better ones are gonna give you, you know, uh six years, which brings me to Saquon Barkley. Even even if you sit out a year, right. You sit out the whole year. Like D said, you're never going to make that $10 million back, no matter how much you try. You're just not. Right? But then next year, you're 27 years old. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't going to give you a, a long-term contract at 26, what makes you think I'm going to give you a long-term contract at 27? Even though you did sit out a whole year, but you're a year older. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it's the, it's the nature of the beast right now. Um, I was looking at the stat, we talked about it earlier, where every position in the NFL, the um, average salary has gone up except for running backs. And theirs have yeah. actually gone down. And, and it's gone down significantly. It's, it's, it's gone down significantly. Um, it's like over a million dollars of what it, what it once was. And that's because teams, we talked about this last week, teams are now, uh, they have the philosophy of, I'm going to draft me a running back. I'm going to have him for four or five years. And then I'm going to draft me another running back. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm never going to give you a second contract. Right. Even the better ones. I'm never going to give you a second contract. Saquon Barkley was the New York Giants offense. Right. But it says a lot that even though he is, was, and they, made the, playoffs, playoffs, right? and they mm-hmm. made the playoffs, that they don't want to give him this money. That says quite a bit. A lot. Right. Now, mm-hmm. again, Saquon, Saquon and Josh Jacobs, um, they may be the exceptions. They very well may be the exceptions. However, the rule right now is we do not pay running backs. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's a rule that these running backs don't have to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever from, go be a run, go be a receiver. Say he, he had, had he had 
except for the two, the year and a half or whatever that he was hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But 2018, he had 261 carries. 2019, 217 carries. Last year, he had 295 carries for 1,312 yards, mm-hmm. and he had 57 receptions with 10 touchdowns altogether. So that's what that's essentially what they do. They draft these running backs and run them into the ground. Mm-hmm. And then they just go get somebody else. Again, nobody has been paid since McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Three, what, mm-hmm. two, three years ago. You know, so and he and you and again, it's not that McCaffrey ain't worth it. Oh, he's definitely he's he's definitely worth it. But still, just the way that the running backs are going, I I I think that that's a bad bet for for, but, for safety. So- so here, here's the funny part, D. You know, the 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 franchise tags is the average of the top five players at your position, right? Top five salaries. You got a visitor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an average. You <laughs> better bring our girl, boy. Bring my baby up here. Hey, hey baby. baby. Hey, Uncle's baby. How are you? <laughs> y'all, y'all see our bear friend. Y'all see our bear. Terry Lynn. Hold up. Terry Lynn Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have the <laughs> wonderful Terry Lynn Brown in the back. I need each and every one of y'all to write a comment. Say, Terry, we love you. We are so happy that you are back home. And nothing but good health from here on out. Mwah. Thank you. Thank we you. We love you, Terry. Love yeah. you too. Yeah. Look at our baby. But anyway, back to back to the point. Um the, the 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 franchise tag is made up of the top five five salaries um in the for that position. Two of the salaries are at 15 million dollars. Right? Which means it was just the math. Oh no, not math again. Three, four, and five <laughs> have to be down towards six in order for the average to be ten. Gotta be. So I think it's Alvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are the only ones getting paid. <laughs> so and, and that just goes to show you that these teams are not paying these running backs. The Detroit Lions signed a running back uh three years at twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. That they're not paying them. They're just That's not paying right. that position. It's it's going to get to a point real soon that your kickers and your punters are going to make just as much as your starting running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy. That's just crazy. But that's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of the beast. Y'all lost uh, Dalvin Cook. What did you replace oh. him with? I am not a Vikings fan. I'm a Saints fan. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the Vikings at all. <laughs> um, they had, but but to answer your point, they did. Um, that's what they've been doing. The last three years, they've been stacking. Um, they've been stacking up running backs. So From the draft. Yeah, like uh, second, third round, you'll see the you'll see them trade up or trade down so they can grab another running back. And they're slick with it. They've been grabbing maybe two to three running backs every draft for the last four years. They already know what they're about to do. Their running back room is like six or seven guys. Oh, wow. One out, next one step up. One out, the next one step up. The Saints are going to be doing the same thing because they realize Alvin Kamara got hurt and they don't have an offense now. 
So now they're learning from the Vikings and other people in our in the division. Get you six running backs. When one goes down, cool. We don't have to pay him no more. Now, I think that's terrible. I think they should actually figure something out. I don't want this position to go away like the fullback. Who uses fullbacks anymore? You know what I mean? Um, right. I don't want that position to go away. Where It's still, yes, it is a passing league, but there's still a lot of runners, and that is how you move the ball. You know, let's just be clear. You're never going to get away from the run game, so you got to pay these guys. Now, side note. You said uh, you said you want your Cowboys to come um, come ready. That's not going to happen because they've been talking to Mister Slap Your Mama <laughs> at all. <laughs> they've been talking to uh, Des Bryant, and I don't think they're coming to camp at all. So, just so you know, oh, he ain't gonna be there, and I, I know he ain't gonna be there, which is fine. I'm good with that. You don't have to be. I don't care about camp. I don't care about camp. I care about September 10th. I don't think so. Mr. Mama was about to sit out. I think he's going to tell them to sit out. Let, let, let Zach not be there. Man, I'll be in Dallas my damn self. <laughs> Who's the other guy that just sat out too? Or is threatened thinking about it? Is it Michael Parsons? Or what was the other guy? Uh, I think so- it was Michael Parsons. And that's that's a completely different different uh, topic. We we don't have to, we 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 hitting on two hours right now um, because my Cowboys have some very serious right because Rodney gonna turn this into a three hour show talking exactly. about, the Cowboys. about my Cowboys now. We have some serious serious issues when it comes to the uh, uh, players that are in need of, of contracts. Yeah. Um. So we got, uh, like you said, you got um. Uh, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons next year, um, CD Lamb, um, yeah, Tony crazy. Pollard is going to be so Tony. What Tony Pollard did is different than what um, Saquon and Josh uh, Jacobs did. Tony Pollard understood. Look, let me take this ten million dollars guaranteed, mm-hmm. and then next year I can still I can get a second franchise tag, or I can go play for somebody else. But I'm gonna get this ten million dollars right now. So he did it a little different. Um, like I said, he bets on he bet on himself because first off, he's coming off an injury, so um, he has to make sure he has to go out there and prove himself. And that was one of the reasons why the Cowboys just tagged him. It was again smart business. Even with Saquon and even with Josh Jacobs, it's smart business on the part of the teams. Let me tag you. I'm guaranteeing you the the average of the top five players at your position. Right. Let me tag you. Guarantee you this ten million dollars. Next year I can tag you again, which means you can get twenty some odd million dollars. It's just like you having a guaranteed contract, but I'm not guaranteeing it. But you the players want they want that guarantee. I want to know how much money I'm gonna have because unfortunately in the NFL it doesn't matter how big your contract is. You can have a five hundred million dollar contract. The only thing that counts is is the guaranteed portion. The guaranteed money. So they will they will cut you. They will cut mm-hmm. you. So I, again, I understand, and, and I don't fault any man trying to get his money. I completely understand. However, you got to understand the nature of the league right now, and the nature of the league right now, unfortunately, is we don't pay running backs. Right. We'll pay everybody else. 
just not running backs because running backs get hurt. Why? Because we're going to run you in the ground. D just said Saquon had almost 300 carries last year. 300 carries. That is a lot. That is a lot. 300 <laughs> carries. That's not even counting his receptions. If you count not his receptions, receptions, he's at 350 touches. Three hundred and fifty so, touches in one year. Three hundred fifty touches. That means you're touching the ball twenty times per game, an average of over over twenty times per game. Yeah. I'm running you to the ground, and then I don't want to pay you. I don't want to don't want to reward you for what you did. What you did for me, exactly. Yeah. Now I heard on um on uh I think it was the local the local sports station. I'm pretty sure it was a local sports station. Whatever talking about it, and he made a point. Uh, that was actually kind of kind of uh, thought provoking. It made me think about it. He was like, "They need to stop." Uh, you know, you can still have your running back tag. You can have your running back tag, but you also need a playmaker tag. And the playmaker can be a combination of the running backs and the receivers and the tight ends, um, mm-hmm. because tight ends complain that they're getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're getting 150 uh, opportunities, but you're paying them as a tight end, not a receiver, right? Uh-huh. Your running backs, they're they're running the ball and they're catching the ball. They're complaining. They want to be paid like receivers also. I don't know why receivers became – well, I do know why because it's a passing league. But receivers uh-huh. are are the the second highest – no, I'm sorry, third highest after the left tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Players on the, t- on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, if you make this this playmaker designation and just have a combination of all three, then maybe you can start satisfying some of these other other players. They might not, they still might not get all that they want, but your tight ends might make more money, your running backs make more might make more money, and you can keep them happy. Because uh, at the end of the day, the Giants are not good. The Giants are nowhere close to being good without Saquon Barkley. Barkley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Made me think about it. Made me think about it. Um, Dalvin Cook still is not signed. Um, but someone who did sign is our boy D Hop. <laughs> D, where is D hopping to next? <laughs> Wasn't that your thing? Yeah, D hops to Tennessee. 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 <laughs> Tennessee. Um, I think that this is a great signing for Tennessee for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he didn't get the 15 million that he was looking for, but he got like 12 and a half or 12 or something, something like that. Um, but I think for Tennessee, it's great considering the fact that you just got finished trading, um, uh, AJ Brown Brown a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago, you had no receiver. Now you got Derrick Henry, one of the best backs in the league. Um, and now you got one, yeah, he's getting Deandre getting older, but still at the same time, he's still one of the better receivers in the league. Um, yeah. For Ryan Tannehill, who's not necessarily when he has good receivers, as with anybody else, but when he has good receivers, is actually a good quarterback. And in the AFC South, wide open. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, between you know everybody's picking the Jaguars uh, to win the division, but they really haven't been that good the last several years, and they really wasn't that good last year, except for the fact that Indianapolis just completely fell apart. Um, I don't I don't see Indianapolis really being that good with the rookie quarterback. We'll see how good he's actually going to be. Um, because now they're gonna load the box on Jonathan Taylor. Um, 
they, you know, Indianapolis still has a pretty good defense, but again, I don't know how they're going to look. Um, so, you know, he and Houston as well, Houston. Um, <laughs> so I, I really think that uh, having DeAndre Hopkins really gives Tennessee a really good chance to win that division and to really actually do something in the playoffs. Cause supposedly the, uh, he's either a rookie or a second year receiver supposed to be pretty good too. Um, you know, they're putting a lot of, a lot of stock in him as well, but uh, if you can add him to an already um, established offense, then I, I think that that gives Tennessee um, a real good chance to win that particular division. I, I think that was a good sign. I think it was a good, good on D hop and good on Tennessee. Adam. Um, Adam, I think it's great. Um, he played in that division for seven years. Uh, he knows those people. He knows those coaches. Um, D Hop is going when he played for Texas or the Texans. Um, he's going to be a menace in the AFC South. Um, he's not going to be obviously. He's lost a step. He's getting older, but he's still going to be a menace. He's still going to be real quick, and he's going. He, I would say he's probably going to be top five. Um, in receiving yards, because like you said, Ren, uh, when Ryan Tannehill has receivers, he's actually a competent quarterback, and he actually looks really good. I mean, a couple a couple years ago, him and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick were seriously being considered for MVP because they had good receivers. <laughs> so it's like, I think it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to see some of their games. Um, hope they take it a little easy on the NFC South, but you never know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm definitely got to get to a game in Nashville. Yeah, that could be fun. So, well, real quick, uh, on D Hop, you say he's lost his step. D Hop was never fast. He's more quick than fast. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, he's able to, he, cuts. Yeah, he he's able to, to get to his position. Um, yeah. but the thing he has is glue. <laughs> He, he got, got gorilla glue on his fingers, man. <laughs> that cat has gorilla glue for hands. He like can catch anything that come within ten yards of him. Yeah. That, he that, does not have blood flowing through the veins in his hands. That is super glue <laughs> that cat has flowing in his hands. Because man, he don't drop nothing <laughs> at all. So um, <laughs> now again, Tennessee is a good uh, is a good uh, landing spot for him. However, um, I think that the New England Patriots dropped the ball big time. Oh yeah, with not not signing him. First off, first off, they have the money. They got New England got more money than anybody um, mm-hmm. in the league right now in order to to to, to pay players. And for whatever reason, Belichick doesn't want to pay the players. Um, but New England has zero. Zero receivers that you can count on. They have some receivers, but name me one. You know, exactly. Crickets. You can't name one. So for for Belichick to to have uh Hopkins in the building, he came and visited your team. You have him in the building and you let him leave when you say this is like the, the most important season for your third year quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who has who has hasn't had support <laughs> since he's been there? Right, he had a defensive coordinator as the offensive coordinator, as the, and right. a special teams coach. Right. right, 
and that was your offensive coordinator last year. So you're and not supporting this, this contract. Oh man, the city's gonna rip him alive if he don't do something. <laughs> so to me, the, the fact that Bill Belichick let Hopkins get out that out of that uh uh state without a contract is just unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. Um, you didn't draft any run, uh receivers, you didn't sign really you uh any receivers. Matter of fact, who are the receivers? I think they drafted a receiver. Oh my god, what were they thinking? <laughs> let me let me let me go. Maybe I'm wrong, but let me go. Let me go to New England's uh, roster right now uh, to see who their receivers are. They have on their roster at the receiver position uh, Kendrick Bourne, six year out of Eastern Washington. Mm. He's uh, Kayshawn Booty, he's a rookie out of uh, LSU. They drafted him in the sixth round. They have. Going back, uh, they have Demario Douglas, a rookie out of Liberty, uh, 5'8 receiver that they drafted in the sixth round. They have going back to him, uh, Trey Nixon, second year player out of U.S. uh, University of Central Florida. They drafted him in the seventh round last year. Um, they have uh, Devontae Parker. Okay, cool. We got somebody that I, that I remember. <laughs> Devontae Parker, but he's an eight, eight-year veteran. <laughs> he's 30 years old. Uh, Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater is a 15-year vet. Jesus. From <laughs> 37 years old from UCLA. I thought, oh, he, I thought that was dude from Saved by the Bell. You said Slater. <laughs> Uh, they did sign uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. That was their big free agent signing. Yeah. Um, they si- um, signed him out of Kansas City. He won the championship with Kansas City last year. And then they have uh, Taquan Thornton, who they drafted in the second round this year. That was their, their top draft pick, um, top receiver. And uh, Riley Webb, a 25-year-old rookie out of the Citadel that they uh, – is undrafted. Mm-hmm. So that's their receiver room. They went to undrafted players. That's how you know it's bad. That's their receiver. <laughs> that's bad. They have three players that's drafted in the sixth and seventh round. That's terrible. <laughs> oh man. But yet you 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 pressing your quarterback. If he don't win, we gonna cut him. You're not giving him anything to win with. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Belichick, even though, don't get me wrong, I, I I don't want New England to win Jack, but come on, man. At least field a competent team. Come You're in the AFC East. <laughs> You're in the AFC East. It's How you going to win with, with these receivers? It's not hard. <laughs> and you, do, trash. <laughs> you, got, so you, you have Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's your one and your two. Juju barely has been on the field the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Parker was good. Devontae Parker was good four years ago when he was in Miami. <laughs> he hadn't done anything since he's been in New England. Why? They don't have an offense to do anything. So uh that's that's my thing on 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 uh on D Hop. Uh I wish nothing but the best for D Hop down in Tennessee. I think he's gonna be be great. 
<laughs> and I went too. I think he's going to be top five in the league in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, receptions. They're listing Kendrick Bourne as, as one. Um, Juju, they got as the slot. That's a bad idea. <laughs> that is a terrible idea. <laughs> they got Bourne as the one? And they're putting Juju in the slot. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> well, Parker too? Parker's too. They don't want to win. Let's see how that works. They don't want to win. They don't want to win. I mean, unless unless they're just thinking he can physically jump and dominate, I guess. But there's that's not a smart move. Why would you do this? <laughs> well, again, Belichick thinks he's the smartest person in the room, and yeah. his thought is, I can get all these rookies or undrafted receivers um, to come in and play, and they're going to do well because of my system. And I didn't that word last year when you decided I'm going to take a defensive coordinator and make him my <laughs> offensive coordinator. How did that work? Poorly. You know? <laughs> Not very well. Poorly. <laughs> so, ah, well, Bill, welcome to, to mediocrity. Good luck to you. You are right now. <laughs> you are right now. You know, uh, so, I mean, the, the biggest question now is, Bro, was it really time? I mean, kind of is. <laughs> was it? <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, kind of looks that way. <laughs> he's he's never won anything without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He made Bruce Arians look like an amazing coach, and I'm not saying he's not, but Tom got every single um, uh, assistant coach a head coaching job. That's just a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. We all are gone. <laughs> so it tells you something about Tom more than Belichick's system. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to move away from New England, and we're going to go down the uh, the coast. And last down, but not least. Down to Washington. <laughs> In Washington, finally – the commanders finally um the sale of the commanders is complete he gone daniel snyder is no longer the owner of the washington commanders he went that away ding dong <laughs> the witch is dead he gone he is out thankfully but see see you but <laughs> right even though the NFL agreed to the ownership group that included Magic Johnson to become the next owner of the Washington Commanders and Daniel Snyder is no longer there, they gave him a a bill on the way out the door. Mm -hmm. The NFL fined him $60 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They said, hold this. $60 million. (laughs) Because uh, one... Daniel Snyder <laughs> withheld $15 million from the other owners from their mm-hmm. revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. Can't mess with them owners' money, man. Mm-hmm. Can't mess with them owners' money. And that's all that they knew about mm-hmm. that, they right. could, that they could confirm. Because allegedly, this has been going on for quite some time. This is just for one year. So um, they didn't go back too much. But they also find him 
for um uh uh not sexual assault um is for creating a hostile workplace work, a hostile work environment um mm -hmm. sexual harassment that's what i'm trying to say if i uh, find him for sexual harassment um to a total of 60 million dollars for all the fines mm -hmm. so here you know not only do you have to give us a portion of the money that you're that you're getting from the sale give us another 60 million dollars because you owe us <laughs> yes yeah, so owe us so instead of so instead of receiving six point oh five billion dollars in the sale, he's going to receive five point nine six billion dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like now we like, have. He like okay, now take we have. Akeem, don't take my pocket money. <laughs> That's basically what that is. Now like, we have a hundred a hundred million and eighty dollars. Right. right, right. It's like okay, so hey, whatever. Still the, high, still the highest, still um, the highest. What is it? The highest sale, the uh, the most of a North American thing that ever sold for in sports yeah. history, professional Ooh. sports history in the United States. It's still at that until Jerry sells the Cowboys, and then that's gonna that's gonna eclipse it. Jerry yeah. ain't never selling the Cowboys. It's going. Uh, it's going to. Uh, Steve gonna sell it. Going to Steven. Yeah, yeah. he gonna sell it. Chelsea sell it. Um, from the Premier League. They have the highest. They sold their club for five point three billion to mm. a group led by the LA Dodgers co-owner Todd, Todd Bodley. Oh. Um, so yeah, and it was just edged out by the Bronco sale for four point six million. So this is the. Highest sale of a go. team in all of sports history. Oh, wow. I thought it was just U.S. history. It's all of sports history. All of sports history. Wow. All of sports wow. history. Wow. That only has a 4% a share. Yep. Um, it, it, he's only got a 4% stake in the in the, in the, uh, the $6.5 billion price tag. But, hey, it's more than I got. Yeah. Um, it's four more percent than we have combined. <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I ain't mm -hmm. mad at magic. Do your, do your thing. So congrats to Magic. Uh, yes, congrats to the NFL for getting that pedophile um, womanizing. Now you're turning him into a pedophile. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm saying it didn't everything. happen, but we can't confirm it, so fuck it. <laughs> but congrats to get to get him out of the league. <laughs> that's, that's one of the best things. But you know what? Let me take that back. I'm not congratulating them at all. Because they knew about all this stuff he was doing, <laughs> all the stuff that he did, and never said a word. So skip all that. Y'all got what you deserve anyway. Uh, all the bad publicity, whatever. But he is no longer a subject of the NFL, so we don't have to talk about him ever again. Mm -hmm. um, so this was fun, fellas. We had a good, a good time, good evening. Yeah. Good evening conversation. Yeah. Thank our special guest. Thank yeah. you for our special guest, uh, Brian uh, Adam Cole from Minneapolis, Minnesota. What was it? What was it? Lover. Fluffy Lover. That's what he called it. <laughs> Fluffy Lover. We're going to put that up. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me, let me tag that up here. Fluffy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> let me put a banner up here. Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I can't get to it fast enough. <laughs> Type fluffy lover. 
But guess what? Remember, I kept telling y'all about editing. It's gonna be there when I edit. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I I accept it. <laughs> so we want to thank the fluffy lover for joining us this this afternoon, this evening rather. Uh, so on uh, on behalf of D Almighty, the Wonder Mouse, on behalf of D Double O Z E, on behalf of me Rod D, we want to thank y'all for joining again. Click that subscribe button. Click that, uh, what's the other button? The like the button. The follow, like, button. like. Thumbs up. Click all them buttons. What's the one for the money? Click keep that. Up, keep up with the, <laughs> the money button. Click the money button. Make sure y'all find that money button. It's on uh, BIOTBpodcast.com. Y'all can go there. You want to see the, 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 the numbers, the, the letters, the... Uh, did you move my stuff, man? What happened? What I'm looking. I'm trying to get this right here. Go there, y'all. Go there. Right, push the nothing. money button. Mm-hmm. Push the money button. That's right. We gotta pay. We gotta pay our special guests. <laughs> right. Help me, Jack. Right. Right now, he ain't getting Jack. Yeah, you gotta beg just like we do. Whoever <laughs> running around the country with my son, yeah, pay me. <laughs> right now, you ain't getting Jack. Uh, we also want to thank our special guest. Uh, where my baby at? Sadia. Oh, she, oh, she yeah, gone? She yeah. Well, we thank her anyway. She always she brightens up our day. <laughs> she back um, to harassing Grandy. Uh, <laughs> oh, one thing that I missed at the beginning of the other show, I have to have to say right now. Shout out to all of our super fans that watch us each and every week. Next week, we're going to shout out one specific super fan. If you want to be that super fan, that we shout out. Why don't you hit us up at this email address? As soon as I put that up here, I thought you were gonna say, "Give us some money." <laughs> hit us up right here and tell us how much you enjoy blaming on the boogie podcast. I know y'all do. You ain't no choice. Y'all know we the number one podcast on 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 podcast central. On all of them. We, we, we only got 12 followers, but hey, we still have number one on them 12. Hey, that's be $12. That's a, that's a real piano, guys. If you, if you come back, I'll play it for you. That's right. It's not a real piano. But check this out. Adam, do you, you do know when we invited you to the show, right? No, sir. Why? Because you got like a thousand followers. We need them all to come out. Yeah, I got you. Bring, bring them followers to us, man. I got you. Say but less. No, no, we just we just have fun on this podcast. We just, each oh, and every see. week. We want to thank you again for joining us. For those that enjoyed what we said, we love you. For those that don't, oh, kiss it. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't blame it on moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't turn it on the moonlight. I don't turn it on the good times. Turn it on a brigade. Sunshine, sunshine, moonlight, moonlight. Good times. Turn it on the brigade.